Here we go, Friday, September 29th, the Pat McAfee Show. You're not seeing things. I am not Pat McAfee. I am AJ Hawk sitting in, and Pat will be here very shortly. Football! All right, there we go, boys. Heck of a game last night, boys. Before we, we're not going to beat around the bush, as we say, Ty Schmidt around here. Before we even talk to the toxic table, uh, Tone Diggs, everybody here, let's bring in Pat. He is down in Durham, North Carolina. Yeah. Pat, I understand you're down North, Durham, North Carolina, Notre Dame, Duke game. Tell us how, what the atmosphere is like down there and your little setup. It looks amazing. Well, to be honest, uh, I can't thank you guys enough for doing what you're doing. And AJ, you look spectacular behind that desk right here on ESPN. And I would love to tell you what it feels like down here, but to be completely transparent, my plane circled this city for 45 minutes oh, this no. morning. Oh. So, I, I, I mean, I was circling this city because fog was insane, they said. We go down to land? Nope. Pump fake. We're going back up. We're talking about putting the landing gear down Uh. as we're going down. Then we go back up about four, five, six times. Pilot wouldn't take care of me, though. Fog was crazy. So what I'm saying is I haven't got a chance to really see much. As soon as I landed, right into a car, right into production meeting. Tomorrow's game day should be absurd. Got to meet all the coaches of the Duke football staff. Defensive coordinator, Tone. Frank, you're going to love this. (laughs) Paisano. Tony Santucci Uh from New Ken. New Ken. Basically, he's from New Bingo. It is five minutes from where I grew up, the defensive coordinator, same age as me as well. Uh-oh. We played against him in a scrimmage in high school whenever Plum took on Valley. So it was a nice morning to get to meet them. I think they're incredibly proud of what they've built with this football team, obviously, as they should be. Duke is not an easy school to get into, and I will say, you drive around, you can tell that quickly. There's a <laughs> lot of smart-looking sons of bitches walking around here. That is just a matter of fact. We're currently in William Wallace Wade Stadium at <laughs> Brooks Field. The ESPN <laughs> folks set this up. It's an honor, and uh, yeah, it should be a big one down here in Durham, North Carolina, and it's not scorching hot because of that fog, so I'm pumped up about it. But AJ, you're right. Last night was a game. Did we expect that, Ty? AJ, those who picked the huh. Green Bay Packers last mm. night, plus two at home, just to get boat raced out of your own stadium? I guess, AJ, that's probably for you to start the discussion, but real talk. I did not expect that. I thought the Lions would win, but it got ugly out there, AJ. Yeah, Lions 34, Packers 20, and it almost didn't even feel like it was that close. I know Todd Schmidt will have to get his opinion here in a second, the longtime, lifelong Packers fan, but I don't know. I mean, early on, the Packers come away with big pick on the first drive. Jared Goff throws that pick, and you're thinking, okay, here we go. Let's try to get him on his heels. Let's try to make him uncomfortable, and it didn't matter. It's like you could not phase him. I know uh, Goff threw another pick later, I believe, but he... He was unflappable. He really was. I love the play calling. Laporta was another weapon oh, again, yeah. as we talked about before the game. Like it anytime was just, touchdown, they were so physical as well, and that was one of the the most the the thing that kind of jumped off the screen at me was how physical they were, how they would finish runs, how there'd be five or six guys hitting a ball carrier. It was just uh, it was a physical night, a great win for the Detroit Lions, no question. Yeah, yeah, and they're not uh, sorry, Ty, but they're not only like physical, but they're also explosive. Like that's an explosive play. Like Laporta has explosive plays. Uh-huh. Yep. Whenever they they were just feeding Montgomery too. He wasn't going early, trying to find it. They Gibbs. Okay, 
We need to figure out uh -huh. Johnson. I know you get a win, but we need to figure out how to weaponize Gibbs a little bit. But them just feeding Montgomery and saying like, nah, we're going to stick to the run. We're going to stick to the run. He ends up over 100 yards late in the fourth quarter. They just kept pounding away with him. They have an identity. They have a culture. But their identity and culture is tough, gritty, grind and pound. But then, boom, Laporta hits a long one. Goff hits a long ball. It's like this team is must-see television. And last night, after Goff throws that early pick you go to yourself wait a minute is this is this the same old golf mm. is this prime are we gonna start seeing the eyes get a little bit wide like a deer in the headlights out of jared goff which we may have seen like three four years ago whenever the rams decided to move on and then at the end of the third quarter with the clock at zero 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 for the green bay packers to have their biggest play it's like oh yep. no is this the same old lions yeah. this feels like this is this is almost like the same old lions and then lo and behold the Lions do what they've done all season, which is just answer adversity every single time, trust their culture, and expect to win. It was a beautiful thing. And if you're on the other side of it, the Green Bay Packers, I understand there's probably a thought that maybe the sky is falling. And the sky here, as we mentioned earlier, very foggy. So if it was the mm. fall, you would feel it here at William Wallace Wade Stadium. But I don't think they need to panic that much, although Detroit is in their division. I think Detroit's a great football team. So, like, I don't think Green Bay is the only team that would get boat raced by that Detroit team that played the way they played last night. Ty, I apologize for stepping on you there. No, all good, Pat. And I think you're right. I mean, like, I, I wouldn't say it's a time to panic or anything like that, but it, I certainly was not expecting them to just get dominated like that. It's just, it's super frustrating because the thing that has hampered the Packers for the last, like, five to six years, it just happens over and over and over and over again, and they, they don't ever change anything. They still can't stop the run. We knew the line was going to be a bit of an issue with Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins out, and now Bakhtiari, you know, is out for maybe the rest of the season. But Jordan Love was pressured on 50% of his, his dropbacks, and we said going into the season, Season. like the Packers aren't they're not set up for Jordan Love to drop back and throw it 45 times and you mentioned identity and and like the culture the Packers don't have an identity on offense right now like when they start slow like that they don't have a guy that they can go you'd think it'd be Aaron Jones he plays last night he only gets five carries he's not really involved in the passing game at all so it's like there's so much stuff they need to clean up but I don't think you can put this on Jordan Love or uh, or the defense even I mean it's just like when you get in that big of a hole that early, like, what do you expect? You know, they just they make the same mistakes over and over and over again, and that's very, very frustrating. But at the end of the day, like the the Lions beat the defending Super Bowl champions in Kansas City a couple weeks ago. Like they're they're very good, and I think that's very evident after last night. Pat, that's going to be my question. I guess that might bounce around nationally. Is it the Lions are that good, or the Packers have issues? Which which one is it? Maybe it's a little balance of both. Well, I mean, if you listen to LaFleur talk afterwards, I don't think LaFleur thinks it's all hunky-dory, you <laughs> no, know, with the what he's got popping off. AJ, I think we have a video of, of his press Let's conference. Let's this run is that video, Foxy. Bingo. What do you think happens when you have a – to cause a first half like that where you just – you couldn't you got nothing? Well, we suck, Pete. I mean, we got our ass kicked. <laughs> if I knew, it wouldn't have happened. Matt, they didn't blitz until um, the that last. That's a BS question, man. What? Yep. So what exactly was the question? Do we know? What happened in the I first was, half? Yeah, pretty much. If you look back at the last two games, right, last night and then the first game, like they come out of the gates looking like a terrible football team. That's yeah. kind of how it is. Mm -hmm. Second half, they kind of figure it out. And LaFleur, I, I would assume, internally knows that that's happening. 
is wondering why that's happening. So when somebody else spotlights one of your own, you know, things that you know is going on, you can get to the point where it's a little bit chippy. But I like to see a little fire out of LaFleur. Oh, yeah. I like that. But I I think what we saw there is LaFleur knows that they're in a transition phase right now. Mm -hmm. You know, they're trying. If you think I knew, do you, do you think it, we would let it happen? Okay. You, I'm a professional football coach. They're trying to figure it out right now as they go. So I think this is just a teams at two different phases. We're only a week four. I don't think we need to mail it in. But if Bakhtiari's not complaining, you said Elton Jenkins is out for the year. They're going to have to somehow figure out how to protect old Jordan Love, or it's not going to matter whenever they figure out the identity. Now, with that being said, there's one particular human who's on a microphone back there who happens to be cutting cameras as well, who his team is through the transition phase. Yep. His team is on the other side of the transition phase. His team is at a place it hasn't been for decades and decades and decades. Foxy, your beer chug is an embarrassment to the program. You need to know that. <laughs> Okay, but I love that you're getting to do these, especially after primetime games late night, because that's not Detroit. One o'clock games mm -hmm. and losing somehow. Now it's primetime games in beer chug, kind of drinking beer out of a mason jar. <laughs> Victory beer. Awkward. It's interesting. Vic Victory beers late night. Foxy, you had to be watching that thinking to yourself. Yeah. Life is glorious right now congrats to you and all the lions fans. thank you and my biggest takeaway and this has never happened when i've watched the lions in my 29 years is that i trust this team when golf throws that interception on the third play of the game defense comes out holds them to a field goal that was huge and then we get the ball back we march down the field we score a touchdown fourth quarter happens that game's getting a little dicey it's getting a little close what does the offense do they go on a 14 play drive Nine-minute drive, ground and pound, ends in a touchdown. Game is over. Previous Lions teams never did that. This team does it, and I, I really think it's just all coaching. Coaching is so important. Got to give so much credit to Ben Johnson, MCDC, and everyone out there. Yeah, they also brought in the right guys, AJ. It's very evident that they brought in the right guys that buy in and feel. They, how about McNeil? Loses 30 pounds, yeah. and then back-to-back -back plays just blows it up like he couldn't wait to be a playmaker for them it's like their whole team is filled with guys that understand what their culture is and fit the culture aj that's a massive piece of this whole thing i mean it's a giant piece we talk about culture it's a buzzword we all know that but i think when you watch aiden hutchinson play yeah. you see oh. how excited is dan campbell when he sees like it's just the movements how he runs like he is always going a hundred percent it feels like and i think it trickles down through the rest of the team and that's the problem the green bay packers i mean nice little stunt here and hutchinson gets a sack on the first drive and when you let a guy especially an elite pass rusher get a sack early in a game then it just like it seems to snowball and it keeps coming it keeps coming and he was he was around the quarterback the rest of the night pressuring him i mean the guys he's unbelievable Connor, what was that dance there? Do you know? Uh, I'm not sure what that dance was. I think it was like a hype boy kind of new Detroit Lions thing. I, yeah. I was a fan of it, to to be completely uh, fair. But, you know, with the oh, coaching yeah. aspect of it, obviously, you know, the the Packers, it's arguable how it is with them. I'm, you know, wondering why LaFleur didn't lead off with, I want to see my team go out there and fight! <laughs> I don't know why he didn't do that at the start of the game <laughs> instead of halftime, but... Also, maybe he's still trying to figure that out. With the Lions D-line, it's just absurd how, how much pressure they get with just four man. Like Ty mentioned, it, he was pressured on 50% of his dropbacks. I think in the first half, they didn't blitz one time. So like them being able to do that, like I don't think there's any O-line or team out there where if you're missing your two best offensive linemen and you're going up against the Lions defense, defensive line, you really don't have a chance because of how good they are and how fast they are.
You got to give credit to Aaron Glenn too. Like what they were the worst defensive team of all time through mm-hmm. eight games last year, and the only change that they made publicly was they fired the secondary's coach and made a change there, and then for some reason everything changed, and now the they've they've been playing like one of the best defensive teams in the league. That guy must have been such a terrible coach. I, well, I mean, I don't want <laughs> I don't want to throw anybody out of the bus, but like, how come that guy gets fired and then everything changes? Because the second half of the year, I think they were giving up the least amount of points mm-hmm. yep. throughout the entire season, and then this year, I mean. They haven't been in the discussion. We've said, you know, it's Dallas Cowboys defense, best in the world, Craig. I said that. And then you you have the San Francisco 49ers defense. It's like, hey, this defense, oh, they might be the best in the world. And then now it's like Cleveland Browns, mm-hmm. right? Oh, They've yeah. only allowed four four red zone snaps Jeez. all season. It's like the Browns defense might be. We need to talk about the Lions defense. And it's not even just a, you know, what have you done for me lately conversation. It's like the last 10 games. This Lions team has just been completely different. And if it wasn't for who? The Vikings screwed you guys last year? Who was it? Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, the Seahawks. Seahawks beat the Rams in the final game right before that Sunday night football game against the Packers. So if it wasn't for the Seahawks, it's like, who knows what this Lions team doesn't have playoffs last year? You know, like now that we're seeing how they're playing right now, they were rolling then. It's like, man, the ceiling's the roof. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. as they like to say, yeah. what, what about for Jared Goff, though? What do you think his future looks like? What is his contract situation like? A and I know people say, oh, he has proven that he is the quarterback for the foreseeable future. What does that mean? How many years is that? I don't know, because he already got Bob. paid, too, which is like the good thing. Who knows if you know he wants to – I'm assuming run. he wants to stay in Detroit, but, yeah, he could probably do like the Kirk Cousins thing almost, just kind of go year by year if he wants or do like so a he has, three-year. He has one season left after this. He has one car. season yeah. left after this. He's making uh, – looks like $31 million, which is actually – it used to be a terrible contract, which is now kind of a kind of a great contract because everyone else is making fifty. Um, but I, I thought I heard um, news and rumors that they were trying to work on an extension for him this offseason. It didn't get done, but – with one more season, I assume this off this upcoming off season, they'll try to get something done. I would assume. Boxy, didn't you say like two years ago, give Goff an extension because he won like one game for you guys somehow? <laughs> oh yeah, now, he won a game, gave Goff an extension, and then also I said give MCDC lifetime contract, and I still stand by both those things. <laughs> Real. And now here you are, two years later, and it's like, yeah, they, yeah, I'm thinking we should. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, I think the thing I like most about Goff is. And I talked about it a little bit there at the beginning. Like, Goff used to be a pretty easy guy to read on whether or not he was going to have a yeah. good game or a bad game. Like, his, his demeanor, his body language, how he looked, it was normally pretty easy to tell. Like, is Goff going to ball today or is Goff going to be Goffle today? And now <laughs> it feels like he has moxie all the time. I feel like his swagger is like a subtle one. That NFL Films video of him like this, just casual on them in the middle of the field. Hey boys, this is the one. Don't know if you know that, but this is the one. Knowing like he's just seemingly at his peak right now. And that's a guy that's played in a Super Bowl. So I think you'd want to lock that down. What he said after the game to Fitzmagic Beautiful. also tells me Unreal. that Goff is in his bag, baby. Here's Goff addressing Fitzmagic, potentially saying something discouraging about Jared Goff in the pregame. Thought I played better throughout the rest of the game. Uh, hope it's up to your standards. You played a lot. But you, <laughs> okay. you played very well, dog. Okay. Very happy. Well, I, I didn't know it was a poor man's anything, but, but oh, he hears that. He's listening. I heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. He called him poor man's what? Matt, Matt Ryan. It's about to happen right here. <laughs> Matt Ryan's a pretty good player. Too. Matt Ryan's a hell of a player. Yeah, I told that's him, where I find out. I yeah. appreciate it, man. Now, to be clear, you know, Matt Ryan. 
at this stage of his career where golf is, how many years are they in? I guess this is a good conversation to have here about is Matt Ryan the proper comparison for Jared Goff, who is, and that sounds crazy to even say that at this stage of life here in 2023, but it's like, I think what Goff and these Lions are going to accomplish, like Goff's legacy is going to be... This, I think hey, this is, is only his fifth year, Pat. Can you, oh, yeah. do, doesn't it feel like he's been in the league much longer than that? This is only his fifth season, right? Fifth Tom? season, yeah. third with the Lions. He's 28. What year did Matt Ryan win the MVP? What year was he in the league? At the Ooh, time? That was 2016. But like, was that his eighth, would, ninth year? Or I whatever? Think, yeah, I thought that was 10 or 12. Okay. I thought he was an 04 05. So late, we're not saying, like, are, are you saying could golf ever be an MVP candidate or possibly win the MVP? I think, bro, I caught him a top five or four quarterback yesterday, and I got a little bit of blowback from around the internet for saying that, but it's like, watch him with that team. Like, he's going to win. He's, he's going to win a lot of games. He, it's the, the throws he needs to make, he makes them, and he puts them in a keyhole. Like that ball right there to Laporta, I think it was mm-hmm. his first reception. It was like the coverage was absurd, and he puts it through a guy's arm. Right, I mean, that's like a perfect ball, and then – he throws these wobblers 70 yards on the dime. It's like his arm strength is bananas. And then you got the run game going in there. If they're able to have success, which I think we're all quickly believing is going to be the case, right? For sure. Yeah. Yep. For sure. You can run. So like if he think if you can, if you can run the ball 32 times with David Montgomery. Yeah. I'd say it's a good night for you. Well, that's the thing too. Like watching them. Sorry, Pat, with the, the old line, you sent the photo in yesterday to the group chat of the, uh, the first Montgomery touchdown where that yeah. offensive line is in the end zone on like a first and goal from the five or a second and goal from the five. Like they're unbelievable. Yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah well, this one is making its way around the internet, obviously, because a lot of people on the internet saying, I could run through this hole. It's a lot well, of space. Yeah. A lot of space in the yeah. NFL right <laughs> yeah. there, huh? On the goal. Yeah, that's what, lo- that's what we're looking for. And, you know, it's not just easy to make that happen. You know, moving 300 pounders, 280 pounders. It takes the right mindset, technique, everything. Power, obviously, strength. And it's like they're all playing on a string on that Detroit Lions offensive line. And Dan Campbell's not going to let Ben Johnson ever, not that Ben Johnson ever would, but go away from running the rock. It's like they're always going to be a pound the rock. And then Jared Goff's going to take advantage with his arm on play action or any of the other misdirection stuff. It's like I think it's a perfect situation for Goff. And I hope they work on an extension. and. I hope we get a chance to continue to watch this type of team because remember, Dan Campbell was a doofus after his first mm-hmm. press conference. That's right. In, yep. every, in everybody's eyes. Nick Sirianni was a doofus mm-hmm. in everybody's eyes after his first, uh, first press conference. It's like now, hold, wait, McDaniels. Uh, McDaniel. That's the formula. Obviously, we that we have found the formula, right? Start start low and hey, it can only go up from here, I guess. Is that what, is that what everyone should yes. do now? No, but I'm saying like, the package doesn't have to look the same way it's looked forever. It's like there's a lot of success coming from these abnormal humans who happen to love the game, are great leaders, and have a football IQ that is. Well, don't you the think there is no normal anymore? I mean, just in life in general, but I'm saying as coaches, there's no what is normal. There's not like we've kind of over time the old school, you know, spit and dip on players' faces while they're stretching and kicking oh. people, like doing all kind of the oh, old school oh, stuff. Oh, that was your coach. That's gone. I'm not saying anyone did that to me. I'm saying I've heard of that. It has happened to people. But I'm saying that old school throwback, like junction boys type mentality, that's not in the league as much. And maybe it's just, hey, whatever you're, whoever you are, if you're authentic as a coach and you win games, you can be around. Yeah, I think so too. And I know Urban Meyer kicked that kicker, right? You know, oh, right? yeah, that yeah. Cost- booted him. Uh, I didn't realize he yeah. spit dip on AJ too. Oh, I mean, no. that's kind of crazy. 
No, I've I, never. No one's ever spit dip on me, luckily. But you know, hey, it could happen. I have to make a correction. It's the eighth year for Jared Goff, not eighth the fifth. And uh, Matt Ryan won his MVP in his ninth season. Look at that. Pretty, pretty tight comparison in that hump hat. I think we're coming into the right spot. So Fitzmagic, who obviously went to Harvard, uh, making yeah. the comparison, probably did his research there. But Goff hearing that, I love it. Him responding to it, yes. I love it. This, this is a different Goff. Yes, you know it I mean? is. is. Confident Goff, right? He's got to be confident. And he knew going into that interview with him, hey, I won the game. We won this game. I feel pretty good about myself. I feel good about where I'm at. I am definitely going to address this in the first thing I say on this show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love which I love. That's like that tells me the mentality, the mindset, the confidence level of a guy. Feels like all the distractions that were taking place in LA at the end of his uh stint there. Remember, he was benched. Yeah, People forget about uh-huh. He was benching playoffs for who? Wolf? Wolf yeah, Ryan? the Wolfer, yeah. Rest in peace. Wolf- not rest in peace. In the old- but yeah, you, you get it. Almost. Almost. Yeah. I mean, he broke he broke his neck in that game. That's the only way Goff got yeah. back into that game. He was he was like the third string quarterback for the Rams in the playoffs while being active. And Jared Goff was. Yeah. And then Mexico happens. He gets kicked out of town to Detroit. I'm sure Goff was at a point where he was like, What the f- is go you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Probably question probably questioning everything. Probably questioning everything about it. So to see him now where he's at. And I assume Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson are a massive piece of that. And I think Brunel, I think he's up there. Yeah, yeah, right, coach. Think, yeah, so I think the team around Goff has obviously done an incredible job reminding him of how talented he is and how great he is. But having success, getting to see Goff like come into the human that he actually is, is a beautiful thing as well from this entire storyline. Yeah, and like we watched it last week with the Brady thing on the, like the motivation. And granted, you know, it wasn't another player who said something about golf, but Brady's whole thing was, you know, what did they say about me? What did they disrespect no, no. What, me? How, how, how do you say it though? You got to say it like he said it, please. Oh, um, he said, uh, "What did they say? If I can just think about what they said about me." And that's basically what golf was doing with Ryan Fitzmagic. Like he 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 genuinely heard that. And then instead of, you know, responding or acting in a certain way, he got pissed about it. It was like, okay, I'm going to go out on Thursday Night Football after I already did against the Chiefs and basically tell this guy to go foot himself. Mm-hmm. And th- that's basically what you want in a quarterback like that. And it's absurd to think where he was. Like you just mentioned it. I don't think anybody thought that the Lions were going to be like this with the after the Rams trade. Like we, we always talk about who wins the trade and obviously the Rams won a Super Bowl. I don't think there's a different or another, you know, scenario where you can actually look and say, no, both teams won this trade. Not only did the Lions, you know, get Goff and he turned into their guy, the Rams won the Super Bowl. And I mean, you're talking about the offense in an MVP caliber season. If Jamison Williams comes back and he's just unbelievable and he was the guy that he was at Bama, Goff might throw for 30 touchdowns this year and it's going to be the quietest 30 touchdowns because it's the Lions and there still will be in that back of your head. At least for me, it might be different for you guys. There still will be in the back of your mind like, hey, are the Lions still going to Lions at the end of this? Well, what do they have to do to change that though? If in your head and other people that may have that. Win in the playoffs. Yeah, win, win, yeah. win, win, win one playoff game, and yep. that is that's the monkeys off the back. Of that's all thing. we need. One playoff game. Anything after that, cherry on top. I just <laughs> need to see one win in my 29 years of life. That's it. How about, bro? How about like Dan Campbell? And I don't want to, you know, bury anything or anybody, but like from this college football world, I got a chance to learn like some of the expectations in some of these schools is like, hey, we're winning a national championship. 
Okay, that's what we were winning a national championship here. So if you win one fluke or lose one fluke game like week four, season's already over. For the rest of the season, you're just going to have to deal with people wanting to get you fired. And then there's some coaching jobs that you get in. It's like, hey, you win seven games here, eight games here, like you're going to be a hero. Like they're going to they're going to have a parade for you literally down Main Street. They haven't done it since that long. Like Dan Campbell knew what he was signing up for, how tough it was going to be. But he also knew that if he wins there, he's a hero forever. There will be Dan Campbell statues and Jared Goff statues all around Detroit if they win up there. Is that not right, Foxy? It's a thousand percent right. I would give them both lifetime contracts. And that's another thing what I love about Aiden Hutchinson. And he he mentioned something about how growing up, you know, Aaron Rodgers always dominated Lions because Aiden Hutchinson from Detroit went to Michigan, and then he falls in our lap at number two overall pick a couple years ago. And so that makes it even more special. you got to love a guy like that that's going to be the stalwart of the defense for years to come. So it just feels like destiny almost. It really does. Oh, yeah. Football gods. Football wow. gods, exactly. Blessing Detroit. I, I, Foxy, triple O's on that clock, third quarter, biggest play of the game for Green yep. Bay. You thought of Justin Tucker. 66-yard field goal. I thought of everything. Every single yeah. thing I can remember. When I saw that, I said, here we go. But what do we do? 14 plays, 9-minute drive, ground and pound. There's nothing better as a fan to watch your team just pound the hell out of the other team on offense and defense. It's unbelievable. At their house. And you know who else loves that? Goff. When yeah. Goff gets the play oh, yeah. call, and it's like, uh, all right, run to the left. Yeah, you got it. All right, here we go. <laughs> Boom. And then in, the, in the huddle. Here we go, boys. Another one. What are we doing? Run right. Okay, we're running right. All right, sweet. Boom. All right, how many times are we doing this? Ten out of these four. We are just, <laughs> we are going to take this game over. It's not the first time they've done this either. This is Detroit's MO. That four-minute mm -hmm. offense, everybody talks about ending games yeah. where you're trying to matriculate your way down the field, a lot of running. A lot of people fail at that. It's just, I, I don't know what the percentages are. We should look into that. Those four-minute offenses seem to fail much more often than they're ever successful. It's like Detroit has almost made like their MO off of like, nah, we are the four minute offense. Week if one, we have elite. Week one, yeah. they did it against the Chiefs. Week three against the Falcons. And then last night we saw it. They were all game clinching drives. And you just love that. That's why I trust this team versus old teams in the past. Foxy, let's hey, run that you. Dan Campbell video. We got some Dan Campbell post game, Pat. I think people, anytime we have him on camera, we need to show him. Bingo. You guys went and earned that win. Yes. Everything about it, man. That's one. That's two in a row, and it's a conference win, gentlemen. Yeah, great. We're three and one at the quarter. Man, the sky's the limit. We keep playing defense the way we're playing. Yeah. And we control the game on We control the game on offense. We can do whatever we want to do, man, but we can never lose this. We can never lose this. It is a team ball. Who said that? Oh, the team ball, there ain't oh, no doubt. Oh, oh. That's an outstanding win, man. I'm so proud of you guys. That's, That's one, awesome. man. That is one division win. You guys get your rest, enjoy this break, and earn it, and then we move on and we get ready for Carolina after Next you. I like that. Yep. I like okay. that. I like that. I didn't see that video. I just heard golf drop three F bombs <laughs> in about four seconds. Uh -huh. Is that what I heard? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys Correct. Heard? <laughs> and then Dan Campbell, I think he was saying the F dash 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 word too. Uh -huh. You know what I mean in there? A lot of them. That, that vibe. Let's go. Is this the new America's team? 
A.J. Hawk. Well, I mean, that's America's team. Dan Campbell, you, you heard him right there. He said, remember this, remember this. And that's true. Like any moment you can go, if you as a team can go into somebody's house and beat them, night game, prime time, Thursday night, Amazon prime video, feels pretty darn good. It really does. So in why not? Of, in front of their wife and kids, Boom. right? Oh, yeah. Man. yeah. <laughs> you also, you mentioned it, Pat, like it, they're not winning ugly either. No. Like this, they, they are almost like must watch TV right now because they're so physical on defense and they get after the quarterback so much. And then on offense, it really does feel like they can score on every possession. Like they are incredibly fun to watch. Like there are some teams and like, I mean, the Eagles right now, for instance, like they're undefeated, but they're kind of winning ugly. They're not super flashy. Like, the Lions go out there and like they are an incredibly exciting brand of football. They're not quite the Chiefs, but it almost feels like in terms of how they play, they're the NFC's counterpart to the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm, I was when you watch their offensive line, Frank Ragnall. Every time I, I I would zero in every once in a while and try not to watch the ball, and I'm like, I'm gonna watch this offensive line, Sewell, everybody, and Ragnall. It, it all starts with him. I feel like at the center position. Oh yeah, watch him if you want to see a guy that seemed when I watch him in. He makes me think like, dang, this guy loves football. He enjoys being super physical. He enjoys getting to the second level. Like, I don't know. When you have a center like that, as we see Jason Kelsey with the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles, sure. we talk about him all the time. But I think Ragnow is one of those guys that is just ascending and continuing to get better and better. And he's so physical. It seems like it seems like a great fun place to play, actually, Colin. Yeah, and they got young dogs everywhere. Oh, yeah. Like I, yesterday they they showed it. Penny Sewell has been in the league for three years and he's 22. And he's like one of the best, if not the best right tackle. In the NFL. Scary. And then you think about Jack Campbell, Laporta, obviously, Jamison Williams, Gibbs. Brian but Branch. The, Brian Branch, yeah. Brian Branch is an absolute dog. I thought he, like, dislocated his knee so or his I. ankle or something, and then he was back out there on the next drive playing. And he was definitely banged up. Anzalone. Anzalone, Anzalone. I thought it was a tough penalty that he gave him for a head-to-head. Or they, I don't know what they exactly call it these days, but, boys, we're not going to sit here and mess around no. too much longer on this game. No way. We're going to have to get down to Durham here in a second. So there's a coach down there that's changing everything. He's mm-hmm. doing pretty much the impossible, winning games. He has Notre Dame coming to his house this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, let's please put our hands together for Mr. Mike Elko down there with Pat. Yeah. There we go. I got my hype train back in the studio. I love it. <laughs> yeah, we all love you, man. And I told AJ this, uh, that as soon as I saw you this morning, First thing I said was his head, this coach's head is huge. He played safety at Penn, but if we want to do Oklahoma drills with any other coaches <laughs> around the NFL or around college football, I think I'm taking you. Now, coach, let's dive into this real quick. Tomorrow's place is going to be packed. It's going to be insane. College game day is going to be here. You've been here two years. You turn this place around. What has been the key, you think, to the success of the football program here, especially with how hard it is to get into school here? I wouldn't have got accepted here. AJ, you're not getting accepted. <laughs> no Duke, chance. Right? No chance. Oh, Connor, you're not getting accepted to Duke, right? No, never in my entire life. <laughs> Ty would have got accepted. He got accepted to Harvard, but that's the only reason why. Tone would have. Nobody else would. So you being able to get wins in this type of situation in 2023, what do you think the key to it all is? Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be a catch-all, but it's culture. I, I think the one thing that we have is we have tremendous character in this locker room. we got a lot of kids who are willing to do an awful lot for each other, and I think that in this day and age still wins football games. And, and we talk a lot about hype and flash and all of those things are, are mainstays in college athletics these days, um, but this is just a blue collar group that really goes to work and, and it's really, really physical. With some big brains. With some big brains. Hey, tell me about Riley Leonard. He's going to be joining us later. He's a quarterback. Not in the Heisman conversation right now. 
Should be. Should be. If we can get that out there. Should be. Okay. I think tomorrow, great day to kind of launch that whole thing out there. But what has he been doing, you think? Is this the same Riley Leonard that you've known? Or what has he been doing this year, you think, that has really put him into the spot that he's in right now? Yeah, I think the thing that the world is starting to figure out is, is this kid has an unbelievable amount of moxie. And his oh, ability to kind of elevate himself at the right moment and make plays um, is unbelievable. right? And, and he's a tremendous athlete. We saw that in the Clemson game. Um, he could throw the ball. He can make all the throws on the field. And you know he's kind of been our guy since we've been here, uh, I think everyone else is just kind of taking a little bit more notice of him now. Yeah, I appreciate the fact he didn't do his homework and then, uh, you know, I like that. You know, <laughs> like, we're, for, we're for football. But, uh, for for the record, can I set the record straight on that one? Right he on. did get the homework extension. Okay. Just so that the world That's doesn't big. know that. That's he big. was given the break. He didn't actually have to do the homework. That was all a little bit of a joke that our, our academics yeah, yeah, we was that. playing. I just want to make sure everybody's aware of that. Well, I like the fact there. that the professor played into the gimmick, though. You know yeah. what I mean? It was like, offensive line, we're able to get it done. I appreciate that because that's like, um, you know, this – and I told you and your coaching staff earlier, shout out to Sam Tucci, by the way, literally from That's our great. area, your defensive coordinator, I'm from five minutes from where he's from. So I'm very happy that he's having the great success that you're having. But like my immediate thoughts when I think of Duke, I just think like impossible education, going to be very difficult to get in small and this whole thing. And then I talked to your whole coach, coaching staff. And it's like, we got dogs on our team. Yeah. It's like the super smart dogs. So you're able to do a lot more stuff. I would assume with the guys that you have, and that's an advantage as opposed to a disadvantage. Yeah, for sure. I think we're able to run more of a pro style scheme. I think we're able to do a little bit more uh, checks, a little bit more formation setting of the defense, a little bit more checks on offense. I think we try to play to the fact that we have kids who can handle some things. Uh, and that's been our advantage. And we've been able to do things the right way that way. You're a real dumb guy too, right? Well, <laughs> You know, it just depends. The, the, say the big head for AJ made him a phenomenal linebacker. The big head here made me a really bad football player. You can. <laughs> speaking of speaking of AJ, I think AJ has a question for you, Coach. Absolutely, Coach. I'm just curious the the buzz around town. What's it like? You have game day coming to town. How do you, I guess, kind of temper your 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 players' emotions? I would imagine they're pretty uh, jacked up for this weekend. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's been a wild season in that regard because, you know, there was more off-season buzz around Duke football than there's ever been, which led to that opening game, which I was really worried about how we would handle because that was the first time we really had ever been on a stage like that at all. And then, um, you know, the buzz kind of built out of that game. And and now, obviously, with game day coming here for the first time, it's a whole nother level of excitement and energy. But I think our, our the nice thing is, is our kids are really grounded. They are. I think they're very humble. Uh, I think they're, they're kind of in tune to to what we have to do to go out and have success. And, and we talked about this earlier in the week that, you know, we didn't want to be congratulated for hosting college game day. We would kind of like to be congratulated for how we're able to play on Saturday night. And so, you know, we went to work. We had a really good week of practice and preparation. You know, we just got to go out tomorrow night and play our game to the way we're capable of playing it. Well, congratulations on hosting game day. Let's get that out there. Uh, Tone Diggs has a question for you. Loves college ball. Yeah, coach. Uh, I think it was less than 10 months ago, maybe 10 months ago, you you played Sam Hartman when he was at Wake. You guys got a, a close win against them. How much can you take away uh, defensively for you guys the time that you've played against him at Wake versus Sam Hartman at Notre Dame? Yeah, I, you know, I wish I wasn't playing against them, but that would be <laughs> one thing I take away from it. Um, no, I mean, listen, Sam's been around. He's played so much college football. He's such an experienced kid. I think last year he was playing in that wake system that he had been part of for so long, uh, and it was really easy and really natural to him. Obviously, now it's more of a pro-style system, so I think you see a little bit of change in his game. He's utilizing some different parts of what he's capable of doing at quarterback, and um, you know, so it presents a little bit of a different challenge with how Notre Dame uses him, but uh, Sam 
Sam's a kid I have a ton of respect for. He's a phenomenal quarterback, and you know, we'll certainly have our hands full tomorrow night. Another guy that is a part of that offense that you talk about pro style, they like to run it, and Sam's able to do his play action. Audric Estimate. Boys, we saw him last oh, week. I try to tell him, I try to tell him oh. he is yeah. huge, dude. Yeah. Obviously, he's a pivotal part of their offense. Ohio State was able to handle him pretty well. Do you take any film from last week? What all do you watch in that? And then how do you kind of game plan that for yourself? Yeah, I mean, obviously, listen, they got a stable of backs, and, and he's the lead dog in that group. And and his size and physicality certainly jumps off the page. I think I've seen some pictures of him in the tank top, yes. and, right? Like, I don't need to see that. That, that doesn't that doesn't yeah. help me as I'm getting ready for this game by any stretch of the imagination. But, um, but no, I mean, that's what they pride themselves on. They pride themselves on their physicality and how they can run the football and they let the run kind of set up the pass. And, and that's something we're going to have to match. I mean, our kids are just going to match it. We were at Notre Dame last week and boys, that buzz was palpable. There. Yeah, what unbelievable. I don't know. I don't know. I asked this cop over here earlier. His name's Andrew. <laughs> I said like, so where are the students? I was just trying to get a grasp on the stadium. He was like, well, they're not here. I was like, yeah, no shit. Andrew. <laughs> I know there's no, there's nobody in the stadium, but I guess the student section is about right here. Yeah. We're knee deep in it right here. This is, this is where they'll be rocking tomorrow night. Okay. Notre Dame travels very well. They do. How do you do? Has there projections? Do you, how do you expect that? Are you dealing with Don't that at all? Don't be giving them any tickets. Th this yeah, is, yeah we're saying. trying not to give them any more tickets for sure. I'm sure there'll be a, a decent amount of Notre Dame fans in here. There always seems to be. But what we've talked to our students about is making sure they bring the noise and bring the energy and drown them out. Because I think our 18 to 22-year-olds can drown out some of those old Notre Dame alums that are going to be in the stadium. So I like that. Those Catholics are going to be too boozed up, he says. You <laughs> yep. know, oh, sorry, there's another Catholic. No, you said that. There's I didn't another. say that. You <laughs> said yeah. that. I, I did say Jeez. that. Sorry about it. Hey, Connor has a question for you. He made a Catholic comment last week, I'm sure. Yeah, he Coach, did. funny He's enough, I just want to let you know, not everyone from Notre Dame's a good person. So a lot of scumbags. Just if, if you're thinking <laughs> strictly about people who are going to be there, you should probably <laughs> maybe maybe have helmets for the guys on in the back of your you know bench because they might get beers thrown at them. Because boy, those Notre Dame people are terrible people sometimes. But when we're talking about the football game and. Obviously, the atmosphere is unbelievable, but there's been a few, you know, pregame speeches that have been leaked over the past couple of weeks. How is your approach pregame to get your guys ready? Are you a rah-rah guy or are you more so, hey, I went to Penn. I'm smarter than the other coach. Let's just go out there and execute the game plan that we have. I'm definitely not a, I went to Penn, I'm smarter than the other coach kind of guy. Okay. Um, you know, probably a little bit more energy, a little bit more buzz in our locker room than that. But really with this one, uh, I'm just trying to keep our kids calm. I'm trying to make sure that we don't, you know, get too energetic too quick. I got to get them to kickoff. Like that's my, been my whole goal with this one all week. Our kids are fired up. They're so excited to go play this game. Um, I want to make sure that they're peaking when we run out of the tunnel tomorrow night and not, you know, today at two o'clock. And so, um, we're going to try to keep it low. We're going to go see a movie tonight. Oh, what are we uh, watching? What are we watching? 300. Oh, yeah. 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 Have any, has yeah. your team so, seen that coach? I mean, you guys might be a little too young to even know what that is. Okay, so Pat just did our weight room chant for us. Uh, that is actually the Duke weight room chant that you were just doing. Oh, yeah, I and I found out this week that our kids have never seen the movie. Oh, so about geez. half of our kids have never seen the I movie. Like they they just do the chant and yeah, fake it. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't even know what they were actually doing. So uh, we're going to bring them to see the movie tonight so we can get them some exposure to that. Yeah, I mean, that's a good I just lost You're my whole. Right. I can't hear. Oh him, no! Pat <laughs> lost his whole rig over there, Coach. Coach can still hear us, though, right? I apologize for the. I got you guys. Yeah. Oh man, like, coach, I can't hear a thing. Hey, Coach, for I, real. I how how fun is it right, right now, now to, to be the head coach? This Pat keeps talking. So your kids have been lying to you about knowing what the three hundred is just because they want to buy into this whole thing? No, they just do it. I don't even think they knew it was three hundred. 
I just think our strength coach went in there one day. He and thought he came up with how it. we're going to break things down. And they thought he came up with it. And they said, okay, yeah, that's what we'll do. And so this I was talking sweet, to him. Coach. I was talking to him this week. And literally half of them had no idea that that movie existed. Ty, that's a three hour. How long's 300, Ty? Oh, uh, no, I think it's like a clean 220. It's a good one. No, we're, we're 158 tonight, boys. Oh, we okay. do, here we go. We don't do, we don't do two hour plus. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he will be sleeping. Do we normally do movies though? That yeah, is- if we play a night game, we're always at a Friday night movie. Yeah, and then tomorrow morning we got wake up, walk around, yeah, breakfast. yeah, a little bit. We do a little bit of kind of activation, move the body around. We have some meetings, kind of give them some time uh, in their room, and then we come back and do walk through right before dinner. How about like smoothies and all that stuff? You guys? Have oh yeah, yeah, big into the smoothies. Yeah, all that stuff at the hotel. The, the, nowadays, I'll tell you what, these kids are spoiled. They get everything, Body. like literally everything, everything. everything. So whatever they want, Including money. Does that yeah. happen here? Of course, it happens everywhere. That's the Duke difference. You you Hell know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I think they have an opportunity because just like we were at Notre Dame last week, and you know, good luck to you to you playing against them. It's like the Notre Dame education, like it's actually a recruiting tactic. Like, hey, whenever you leave Notre Dame, you're gonna have this connection and this degree that's gonna get you to places that not a lot. Duke's the same damn way. Yeah, right. For I sure. mean, it's the same damn thing. Yeah, for sure. And, and what you're selling them on is you know an elevation of this football program to now you know chase your NFL dreams, go become the best football player you can be, be on stages like this consistently. But when football ends, which it will at some point, um, go do whatever, go do whatever you can do in life and become a millionaire in either avenue. AJ, you got or billionaire. Billionaire. Why not? Yep. And there's a lot of them these days. There's like, AJ, last thing here for Coach. Of course, Coach. Appreciate your time. I, I know you, you spent some time at Notre Dame not, not that long ago. Uh, is there anyone there left that uh, was on the regime when you were? And, and what's it going to be like pregame maybe to bounce around and see some of your old pals? Yeah, there's not not many guys left. I kind of got there when I left, uh, uh, and then Brian Kelly left. I think that kind of drained everything out. Um, there's a couple people. Ron Palace is their chief of staff, and I've known Ron since I was it's there. And Dave Poloquin works in recruiting, but there's not much left. So I don't have much crossover, much carryover. This is really just going to be about a game tomorrow night. Uh, a lot of respect for those guys, respect for Marcus and that whole crew, but uh, not not much familiarity anymore. What have you seen from Marcus? Uh, it takes As you know Notre Dame, I mean Notre Dame, is you know the whole yeah the whole thing what have you seen out of coach freeman and have you talked to him at all this week i have not talked to him this week um i, I wouldn't say we're close but obviously you know mutual respect for sure uh what i've seen is him imposing his philosophy on the program i think they've become more physical i think they're kind of both sides of the line of scrimmage are really really controlling games for them i think he's trying to make it about you know that old school power football uh and he's doing a really good job of it you got a bunch of ogs on the O line Right, don't you? We do. We do. We got uh, Graham Barr in our left tackle is a really talented player. Jacob Monk on the inside is a really talented player. Uh, we got seniors and grad players all over it. And so uh, we got to match them. That's what we have to do. You watching the NFL ball? Not as much as, as I would like to because I kind of have this college thing going on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's crazy. Last that. night, anyways, the Detroit Lions, like they look like a 1940s football team with an explosive. Mm-hmm. If you have the offensive line, I that, feel like you it's win. It's a football. great starting point. It, 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 football doesn't change. As much as we want to make the game change, it still doesn't. If you could physically impose your will on people, it changes how you can play the football game for sure. Well, you've changed the way football is played around here, pal. And I can't thank you enough for allowing game day to come and for me to experience this institution for the first time. Can't wait for the next 24 hours, and we appreciate your time. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on, and thanks for all this stuff. Hey, you guys want to congratulate him for having college game day here? Hell yeah, yeah Coach. Coach. Coach go. Congrats. We'll tell you again tomorrow, too. <laughs> ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen, Coach Mike Elko. Yeah.
Thank you, Woo! Coach. We, we appreciate it. And, hey, eventually, boys, we're going to have Riley Leonard, quarterback for uh, the Duke Blue Devils, will be back uh-huh. with us eventually. Joining Pat at the desk right there. Cool little setup that he has going on. But anything else bouncing around the NFL right now, Ty, that you think is worthy to, to mention? What do you, what's been going on? What's been on the, you know, on the tip of your brain? Well, we did have the, uh, you know, not to kind of continue to oh. pile shit on the Bears, but Luke Getze, you know, despite everything that is kind of happening in mm. Chicago, he still thinks you know they're kind of right in the cusp of something special up yeah. there, which I think a lot of people would probably disagree with. But I mean, hey, you know, you you, you love to see uh, an offensive coach, you know, getting his guys back when it seems like the world is raining shit on them. Let's see. I think Foxy has a little video of this. Uh, Getsy, here's Luke Getsy, offensive coordinator for the Bears. Uh, I think we're in the process of of building something special, oh, nice. and Who's I think that we're in sponsor? the phase of it's week oh, three wow. going into week four, and we're we're going on to. Uh, find a way to attack Denver in a, in, a, in a completely different way than we did Kansas City. That's the week-to-week challenge that you have. There's different schemes. There's different uh, mentalities of coordinators that you're playing against. And so, uh, like, you, like Coach Flus kind of always says, you get 24 hours to enjoy or to or to or to like or be sad about whatever the heck happened, and uh, and you move on. That's part of our business. It's a 17-week process. It is not a three-week process. Okay, Ty, this is my question for you. What the hell is he supposed to say? What else can he say? I guess he's obviously he's a he's a soldier for the cause. We're a team. We're, in, we're building something special. But I guess what else could he have really said? No, yeah, you can't say anything else. I mean, when you're required to talk to the media and <laughs> everyone else knows that the building is kind of burning down, but I mean, I think he in his own head though he can justify it and believe it. Like, hey, you know what? If we just there's a couple things, a couple little things here. If we just get this figured out, attention to detail, we get this play here. The season looks much different. I think that's how coaches have to think. Yeah, for sure. But can can you say that with a straight face and think people are going to buy it when you're getting beat by like four touchdowns every single game? Like yeah. it's not like they're these games are coming down to the wire and they're just doing you know one or two things on offense that's like kind of you know putting them right on the edge of being able to get like they're they're getting dominated every single week. And again, part of that you know it's not it's not all on the offense like their defense stinks too but it's just tough for anyone to take this guy seriously and i'm sure the chicago media is kind of thinking the same thing it's a tone is it tough when you know Iberflus came in as a defensive coach and i believe they're 32nd in basically every single stat in his time period there and they actually added they added two linebackers this year uh they added ngakwe off the edge and they added some pieces of that just Honestly, not. you know, it's hard to play defense when you don't have much of an offense. Sure. Though. That's yeah. another problem with that whole situation. And if you're playing, if you're, teams jump out to big leads on you and you got a guy like Ngakwe coming off the edge, yeah, it's great. They're not going to be throwing the ball that much. Sure. Yeah. And like, how many times has this happened, though? Like, week, we're going into week four and we're talking about the Bears as if they might never <laughs> win a football game again. And granted, they're not the only ones. Sorry. Like, the Broncos it's are right. obviously an absolute crapshoot because, you know, if you give up 70 points and Sean Payton's supposed to come in and completely turn it around, there are other teams like that. It just stinks for the Bears because it felt like they had everything, at least this offseason. It was like, okay, they got a DJ Moore serious number one. They drafted an offensive lineman right to start. Tony mentioned it. They brought in Edmund who's you know basically respected around the entire yep. league yeah, being an unbelievable linebacker in no phase of their game is good so like with the Broncos you can at least say like hey at least Russell Wilson's playing better you know with the Vikings it's hey at least they're putting up points you're saying there's a little hope in Denver sure Bingo, yeah it feels like there's hope in other places that are 0-3 in Carolina you could argue that there's no hope but also rookie bro- quarterback yeah, yeah rookie quarterback and he even play last week well so it's just one of those situations where the Bears are the only 0-3 team where it's like yeah there is 
really no silver lining right now for this team. Well, one place in Carolina where there is hope is Durham. That's where we're going to bring back Mr. Pat McAfee. Pat, are you back with us? Here you go, buddy. Coach Mike Elko was, was nice enough to join us. I know you have Riley Leonard coming up soon, Pat. What's going on down there? Now, we, we, we have Riley Leonard coming up, and I gave Mike Elko a big-time hug. And I think because we're using Zoom, there's a little chance that the video and audio were out of sync. But Mike Elko gave us some good stuff. I think you were talking about the storylines around the NFL as I was out there. And you just talked about the Bears. We thought that was going to be the Cardinals, didn't we? Yep. We thought, we thought that was going to be the Cardinals. And instead, here we are a quarter of the way through the season, even though there's 17 games now. I appreciate MCDC saying, we got to win a quarter, man, and then there's a bonus game at the very end of that because that's how football people have talked this entire time. Complete flip. Like, I feel like the Cardinals have hope. Oh, like, yeah. I, I think like, they do. I think like there's there's hope over there. It's like maybe Joshua Dobbs is their guy. I know Mike Lombardi was like, yeah, Josh Dobbs will get you to a good spot to maybe go draft a guy in the future and all that type of stuff. But it's like, why not Joshua Dobbs if they keep playing the way they're playing? And Kyler gets back healthy. We'll see how that whole thing goes. But then you think about the Bears, it's the complete opposite. This offseason, they were going to go. Yep. They were going to go. They were going to win. They were going to do their thing. Justin Fields is going to take the next step. The midway, the monsters of the midway were back in Illinois. It's like, that team stinks. And they're like, obviously, they're good at football. It's the NFL. Everybody's good there. But to your point, no hope over there in Chicago, which is a damn shame because I love that city, and I thought they were going to be good. I was all in on the Dan wagon, thinking they were going to be good, and they just suck. And it's just, it's not just on the field too; it's off the field oh, oh, yeah. as well. Is there any updates on what what was going on with their defensive coordinator? Obviously, resigned after what two or three games this season. We don't really know what mm -hmm. exactly happened with him, but he's not on the staff anymore. Eberflus has to take over defensive play calling duties. Obviously, adding a little bit more to his plate. I mean, it's a, it's a mess right now. It's a mess in Chicago. I don't really know. Is there a chance to turn this thing around, Pat? What could they do? I, you know, I, there is always a chance. It's the NFL. You win you some games. I mean? Actually, like if you go out there and you make you make a couple plays, you win a couple games, everything gets much better. Yeah, you literally win the next two weeks. Everybody be like, all right, they found their way. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, put good. this culture. Yeah, they they keep they, doing they, this. They get in the playoffs. Like that's exactly how quickly it can change too in the NFL. Yeah, they got $100,000 worth of John Deere tractors stolen in the middle of a week whenever you need to use grass. What that whole thing? That was, that was, they were, they were trying to find their culture. You know, they were sort of, Eberflus has found his guys. Justin Fields has found a rhythm. Like that's easily a conversation two weeks from now. Now, with that being said, I don't think any of us are expecting that, including Bears fans. This is the least amount of optimism I've heard out of Zito's mouth mm -hmm. about the Bears in some yeah. time. And I think it's because Zito thinks it's like an embarrassment at this point. It's not just like bad football. It's like, off the field, on the field, conversations. Quarterback has to apologize for what he's... I mean, it's just like everything that can go wrong has go, uh, gone wrong and is currently going wrong. And I think that's why Zito has lost a little optimism. Zito, is that how all of Chicago is? Yeah, yeah very mad. Uh, like, I saw people burning field jerseys the other day. You're mad? Or, are you more mad or are you more frustrated as a Chicago I think it's frustration fan? more than anything, right? Like, you, you promised all this stuff and then literally... They you just, weren't promised anything, though. That's yeah, they were. Yeah. There was a lot of things being said before. It? Who promised everyone? Everything before the preseason. Did he really? Yeah. Dan Orlovsky took his Dan wagon right into Happy Town of Chicago and said, "You guys got an MVP quarterback. You got a team coming together. I like Eberflus, and Dan's the authority on this type of stuff. Yep. You know what I mean? I, I, so that's I, I stand corrected. I really yeah, do. I didn't do. know it was Dan. I didn't know it was Dan that said he. I think didn't Dan claim to say. He can play at an MVP level. Yeah, he, he tried spinning it, but we all know. Yeah, some yeah, man. We know thinks. what he said. We get it. Tomato, tomato. It doesn't matter, does it, Pat? 
No, I don't think so. And I like the fact that uh, Ibraflus was probably listening to all that outside noise and was like, hey, everybody needs to get quiet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, please, please. And then whenever he's talked publicly, he's like, yeah, I got a lot of faith in his team. And then behind closed doors, like, why is Orlovsky continue to say that we are, why are the expectations all of a sudden a Super Bowl? What is, why, hey, hey, we are just the worst team in the NFL. We had number one overall pick. And now Dan Orlovsky's got this Dan wagon. And all my fans now are thinking we're going to win a Super Bowl. It's like, wait a minute. How about Lombardi this whole offseason being like, they're talking about Justin Field. I mean, seriously. They're talking yeah. Justin. I mean, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> they're talking Justin Fields to be an MVP caliber player. We, can we get good first before we get great? Like that was what he said, and I was like, "Damn!" And he took it on the shins. You remember? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Lombardi Big time. Was, Lombardi was trending in Chicago. Trending. Lombardi. I think Lombardi. Stupid. Lombardi. Doofus. <laughs> Lombardi. Ass. Klein. I mean, like all those things. Klein was trending. I think in in Chicago, and here we are, week four. And I think all the things that Lombardi said would be like compliments to Justin Fields compared to what Chicago Bears fans are now saying about the Chicago Bears. It's crazy what you can happen in the first quarter of an NFL season. Well, and they have the Broncos this weekend. And I granted, I do think they play the uh, NFC South, so they'll play the Panthers, who are also 0-3, and, and obviously the Vikings, who are 0-3. But if they don't beat the Broncos, I mean, I, I was saying this earlier, I wasn't sure if you heard it, Pat, but all those 0-3 teams have like things they can point to that are better than they were last year, except for the Bears. So, like, if they don't beat the Broncos, it's one of those situations nah. where, holy hell. Isn't a lose-lose, though? If we beat them, we beat the worst team. But if we lose, no. You guys are the worst team. So You need a win. Yeah. A win is a win, yeah. Zito. You're, it's not a lose-lose. Okay. You need if, a win. If the Broncos lose to you guys. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. And victory stakes. Oh. You get victory stakes. That's the team. Can't wait. That's the team you guys are, Zito. That sucks. And I don't want to be – but you're the team that if another team that sucks lose to – so Denver like, wow. is the lose-lose situation here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. You're right. Yes. But also uh, need to win. We have we have some sad breaking news I think coming out of the internet here, and Ooh. I uh, I don't like to be this one. It just showed up on my phone. Chandler Jones has been arrested in Las Vegas. We saw his live on X yesterday morning where he was saying absurd things, and obviously we've wondered about everything happening in Chandler Jones' life over the last month or so since the beginning of the season seemingly took a much different turn than we all expected for one of the greatest pass rushers in the entire NFL. We are excited to see him get back with that Raiders team that has a new quarterback and fully invested in the city and have another massive year. Apparently, I'm not a doctor. Nobody is. He's saying he's okay, but it's been very obvious that something has been wrong with Chandler Jones. And then you watch his live yesterday on X, you think to yourself, damn, this seems like this could potentially get a little dangerous. He had a fire that looked like it would burn down four houses happening. The things he was saying were some of the most absurd stuff I've ever heard ever being said about stepdaughters and murders and cocaine usage, mm -hmm. and literally everything he was saying in that live was alarming. He has been arrested today in Las Vegas, and we all kind of hope Jeez. that this will be a turning point for Chandler to get him back because the NFL on the field misses Chandler Jones this season, but something is going to have to get figured out, and hopefully this is the first step, but obviously it's not great uh, what's going yeah, on. Yeah, scary it's situation, obviously, and, and I wonder, you wonder with how much he's putting out there on camera, like what happens when he's not recording himself? Like, it's just yeah. scary. I hope there's people around him. That's why everybody needs some, you need some kind of support system or friends or people. And I'm sure a billion people have been reaching out to Chandler trying to help him. We'll see. We'll see how, uh, how he comes through. Everyone loves a, a comeback story. Everyone loves when somebody kind of figures things out. So hoping for Chandler, man, that's, uh, that's tough, especially when he, he, Chandler could easily be on the field and have four or five sacks by now if he was out there playing.
Bingo. And that's what he's done the last like seven, eight years. I don't think anybody really keeps track because he's been on teams that haven't really been in the conversation. But yeah, he's double digit sacks every single year, including it's just it's incredibly sad. Also sad, uh, the United States at the Ryder Cup's performance and the coverage mm. of the Ryder Cup. Man. I woke mm -hmm. up at 4 a.m. this morning and all I see is commercials every 14 seconds. I saw zero golf. And if it was the United States sucked. Tighten up, boys. Yeah. Tighten up over there. Where are we at right now, dudes? What's they the were, score? They were off to a tough start, 4-0 after the morning rounds. Uh, during the afternoon rounds, we were leading three of the four matches. It looked like we might end up 5-3 at the end of the day. Europe just on the 18th hole in all three matches either halved it or ended up winning it. So oh, it's currently 6.5 to 1.5, I believe. Are we done for the day one's over? Day one's over. But six and a half the boys one. are ready. They'll come back and play tomorrow. I'm not worried And you got to get Brooks. 14. You got to get to 14 points to win? Yeah, 14 or 14 and a half. You need Brooks, you said, Pat? Yeah, put Brooks on everything. He wants to fight the whole European team. We need a little bit more pizzazz. Football! We'll be played tomorrow, Sunday, what? Monday, what? and probably every other day of the week. Pretty soon, right, boys? Yeah, I hope. Tonight, too, AJ. Tonight, big, I believe some big ones tonight. You're right, Diggs. I almost forget about those Friday games because I'm so caught up in like the old school, high school football of Friday yeah. Night Lights. I guess. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, I want to say today starts a streak of like 57. Hell the yeah, next 58 brother. days, there is at least one football game. On. Oh, that's beautiful. Let's go down to Durham, North Carolina, where there will, will be a football game tomorrow between Notre Dame and the Duke Blue Devils. Pat, what is happening down there, bud? Well, I'm all jacked up. You know what I mean? We just got a guy who Oppenheimered this thing, figured out how to get audio into everybody's ears well, as the shot clock was going down to zero. So I want to be able to hear you guys throughout this entire hour. I'm also going to be able to hear our guest that's going to be joining us in about three minutes. But it is a beautiful Friday. I mean, you just said, what, 57 of 58 days? We got football ahead? Are you kidding me? Is this the greatest time of the year? Yes. When's Christmas? Is that within that time period there? I believe so, yes. But I don't know. We're, we're not in well, October. Almost. Yet. I think almost it's up. I think Christmas. it's up till yeah. Past. I think it's till Ohio State, Michigan. Right. I believe it's two months essentially. Okay, so I need to slow my roll a little bit because we got a good time coming too. We got a good time coming after this. So after these fifty-eight days where we got football every single damn day except for one of them, guess what we're into? Close Thanksgiving, what? Christmas, Rangers, playoff, what? Super Bowl, what? summer. What? Oh my God, life is incredible. Let's enjoy the hell out of this thing. Yeah, I mean, okay. My question for you though. I, I when I look around, I, I, I lands the landscape of college football. Pat, if you want to take a picture of everything, what is the number one thing? Do people think Georgia a are going to have a three peat? We know that hasn't happened. General Bob Carpenter tells us all the time that hasn't happened in a long, long time. As we have our special guest here, we're not going to sit here and, and blabber on about anything else. <laughs> Pat, please let us know that stud that can sling the ball who's sitting down next to you. Yeah, you're talking about Georgia and the college football landscape. The college football landscape got rattled just a bit by a bunch of nerds, but not just any nerds. We're talking, this dude is huge. He's six yeah. before. I had no idea. Ladies and gentlemen, Heisman candidate, Riley Leonard. Yeah. Hear them, they're clapping. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Hey, Riley, I did not expect you to be as big as you are. This dude's big. I'm standing. <laughs> yeah, we because, can tell. you know, I don't want to. We can see that. Little inferior complex. I got cowboy boots on, too, which are like lifts. I don't know if you know that, like heels that I'm wearing or whatever. Riley, let's talk about this team that you have this year. I, As you walked over here, Coach Elko said last hour what he likes most about you is Moxie. You know, in the biggest moments, you seem to play your absolute best. As you're walking here, I mean, you had this aura. <laughs> Man, look at this guy walking up. It was awesome. Have you always been this way? Is football your only sport, your love? What 
How do we get to this point where you're in the Heisman conversation in our world and certainly after tomorrow night? Yeah, I don't, I don't like talking about myself too much, but, you know, in the toughest moments, you know, I, that's what I love. I love looking at the crowd uh, when all the pressure's on the line and, and going out and making plays. Um, I think, you know, I look back to the man in the arena speech all the time, and that's what motivates me in those moments. So, uh, yeah, enough about me. This team's doing great. Uh, obviously, the defense has been, you know, playing their hearts out all year. Super excited about this team and super excited to be able to play on this stage. Okay, let's talk about Coach Elko a little bit and his culture because I think he is the perfect fit for you. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. You and him get along immediately upon meeting each other? Yeah, absolutely. We're both super competitive. I think that's what kind of, you know, brings us together from his very first meeting. You know, he was going to roll with the guys he had on this Duke team. You know, we went from three and nine. He comes in. You know, you guys all seen, seen the clip. He's, he said we're going to win now. And that, you know, we believed it. You know, he said that every single meeting for a whole summer. And then we came out there and did it last year. And we're doing it now. Okay. So he told me that the professor uh, did give you an extension on the homework. Yeah. Anybody, everybody just wants to ask me about my mom's you suck story and whether I got an extension on my paper. Yes, uh, well, yes, I talk did. about the Heisman, but you, the paper though is a big deal because <laughs> Duke, it's all big brains and smart stuff. That's a right. Academia is a big deal. You did get an extension. I did, I did. He's my man. Uh, you know, obviously it was it was supposed to be more of a shout out to him. So that's my guy, and, and we're we're rolling. You lose that game? You think extension? I I don't know about that. <laughs> I, no I don't know about that, but uh. He's a big Duke Duke football fan, so we got that we got that extension. Tone Diggs has a question for you back in Indianapolis. Yeah, Riley, when I watch you, I, I feel like you got a little bit of uh, Josh Allen in you. How does uh, does because does Coach Elko ever talk to you about hey maybe not trying to run over someone every single time you're on the run and protecting yourself, or how's that work between you and Coach? Yeah, he he tells me after every game, I, I get a lecture about sliding. Um, Can I you take, slide? I Did take, you play baseball? Yeah, I used to play baseball, and I can slide, but it's just not my forte. It's not really how <laughs> I play the game. Um, I know a lot of people hate on me for that, but you know, if my, all my teammates are going to put their bodies on the line every single play, I don't see why I can't. So, you know, I'm just going to play and, you know, go for extra yards every single time I run the ball. Yeah. The only people that are going to hate on you for that are the people that want to see you take every single snap. But I, I was teammates with Andrew Luck and Andrew Luck literally because he took so many hits, I would say is the reason why his career got shortened the way it was with how good he was, but he felt like he was disrespecting football. Absolutely. But that's how you feel I'm too. With you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Absolutely. All right. That's an interesting, that's an interesting quality that you have. What do you love about football? And why do you feel like you're disrespecting football? If you're to slide or cop out a little bit? Yeah, I think it's a man's game and it's a team's game. I think that it takes everybody on the field to do, you know, a perfect job on every single play in order to succeed. That's what I love about this so much. This, that's what I love about this team. You know, we're not these five-star guys that are going to be, bigger, faster, taller than everybody. But, you know, we got football intelligence. We're going to play the game the right way, and we're going to outwork everybody in the summer. Uh, I know you talked to Elko a little bit about that, but that's just our motto, and that's that's our MO, every every game we roll into. So, you know, so if you were to bounce out of bounds like five yards short, you'd feel like you'd be shorting your entire team. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really do need to do a better job. Yeah. I'm going I'm to be getting out of bounds. Yeah. But, you know, if, if it's first down. You know, it's Smart. Short. Third down, I'm, go do Absolutely. It. Yeah, I'm going to get the first. All right, come on. Come I on. feel like that's potentially unchangeable, though. That's what we've seen yeah. around the NFL. If you have that trait, it's going to pop up, and it's a good thing, not a bad thing, especially with how big you are. AJ, a lot larger than I thought he was going to be, but you have to love hearing what you're hearing from a quarterback radio. Right oh, absolutely. If I was his head coach, I'd be scared to death, no question. But, Riley, what's it, <laughs> what's it been like uh, on campus? Obviously, you guys are undefeated. We know Duke historically has been considered a basketball school. Do you mess with some of the basketball players <laughs> and everyone on campus to let them know, hey, there's no reason why people can't watch basketball and football here? Yeah, absolutely. We're getting some we're getting some good games after Clemson. You know, I got I got some of those whenever I was going to the dining hall. But not only like, yeah, we're great at basketball. We're we're like an everything school if, if you really pay attention to it. You know, a great field hockey team, right. um, great lacrosse programs, right. great volleyball programs. 
and a great fa- track and field team. So, you know, not only are we a football football school and, yeah, and a basketball school. You sound like a president. Yeah. yeah. You know what I, I, I just feel like we're so good at so many different things, and, and a lot of people don't give those sports credit. You love Duke. Absolutely. How come? Um, you know, I think everybody's so unique here, and everybody's, you know, going to push each other to be the best version of, versions of themselves, you know, on and all, out of the classroom. Uh, you know, nobody's skipping classes here. Everybody wants to be the best version of themselves. And, you know, that's what I love about this place, man. It's it's true excellence over here. You said you're you're from Mobile, Alabama, and you said we don't have five stars here or anything like that. How many other schools are recruiting you? I assume everybody that had big brain schools? No, no, I never took an official or an unofficial visit to any school before uh, in my life. So uh, part, what does part that of that mean? was because of COVID, but oh, okay. a big part of that was because I was recruited so late. You know, after my junior year, my plan was to go play college basketball. And you know, that's what I wanted to do my whole life. That's what kind of everybody knew me as back home. But, you know, fortunately enough, my high school coaches and my quarterback coach, David Morris, um, were able to get in contact with David Cutcliffe here at Duke. And whenever Duke offers you a scholarship, you don't turn it down. Okay, so you, you got to... Yeah, I, <laughs> I was more of a slasher. My jump shot's getting a little weak now, but I was definitely a slasher. We... Yeah, back in the day. I don't know, I, I, I don't know if I can get up anymore. Because I don't, I don't go to the gym in, in, during the season, but... You know, yeah. You're definitely stronger than you were in high school, right? Absolutely. Yeah. How much weight have you put on since you got to college? I'll say 10 to 15 pounds. Shout out to our strength programs. They do a great job. Yeah, there's presidential mm-hmm. shit we're talking about just a little bit ago. <laughs> Ty has a question for you back in Indianapolis. Yeah, Riley, I think it was after the Clemson game where RG3 was like, hey, the, Riley Leonard is not this guy's name. We're, we're looking at Vanilla Vic here. And oh, although yeah. a lot of people mm-hmm. might think that, you know, you were the first person to be, you know, given that moniker, they also said it about Dan Jones, another Duke quarterback before you. But I'm just curious, like, after that happened, now when you're going around, like, do you say, like, hi, how you doing? I'm Vanilla Vic. Are you introducing <laughs> yourself as Vanilla Vic? Is that a nickname that you've taken on and, and kind of ran with? Or is that not the case? Yeah, I don't know if I've given myself. Uh, I definitely don't introduce myself as that. But whenever RG3 tweeted that, he was like my favorite player growing up. So to see that, I mean, it's really cool for me. Okay, so RG3. Anybody else? Who do you model your game after? Uh, yeah, there, there are a lot of guys that I take things from. Uh, obviously, Daniel Jones is a guy that came to Duke, and I've, he's been a mentor of mine. Oh, good uh, relationship. Absolutely. absolutely. Contact every week? Uh, yeah, he texts me, you know, after pretty much every single game. Are uh, you scared to advice. text him because he's in the NFL? I don't, I, <laughs> I don't want to bother him too much, but whenever I do text, he responds within like 30 minutes. So he's a great mentor of mine. Yeah, but you're going to be like Heisman candidate, so he's going to be like, I don't want to. Oh, hey, yeah, Pat, I, I got to interrupt you. No, we, we're trying to push the hell out of it. Go ahead, AJ. I'm going to interrupt you quick. We have his, some of uh, highlights from him in high school. And Riley, are you kidding me? Look at this dude. Why? Dunking in high school. making all, Oh, my over God. Top of I asked you if you could dunk. I asked him if he could dunk. Wait, wait watch this. Oh, watch my this God. Coming up. Look watch at this, this one. Oh, pump fake. Sorry about it. See ya. That's high school. Dog, uh, off the board. Oh my God, Riley! Why aren't there more people there the watching? Basketball team. <laughs> well, we had that April Fool's joke where I where I dressed up in the uh, in the Duke basketball uniform and said, "Hey, I'm gonna be playing both sports on, <laughs> on April 1st. I, we posted that, so that was pretty funny. But you don't practice with them ever, have you? Could you keep? Oh up? yeah, I, I've I've had runs with the basketball guys in the off season, and they go pretty well. But you just gotta talk to Elko about that because I'm sure Shire will let me go out there and warm up, throw a couple down, but. You know, we got to get Elko on board with that one. Could you imagine going to a Duke basketball game and Riley Leonard's just taking off from the freaking crowd? <laughs> oh. Nah, man. Definitely can't do all that. But uh, You look like a dog there, dude. Yeah. So you said you were supposed to be a basketball player? Like, that's what everybody projected? That's kind of the plan, yeah, for my life. Yeah. So AAU, the whole, you spent your whole right. life playing basketball? Yes, sir. And then football just, oh, I can also throw the hell out of this thing? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> really? Yes, sir. So when did you start playing football? I, I played my whole life, yeah. But I was really just known for a basketball player. 
uh, up until, you know, the time I committed, which is pretty much senior year of high school. What's your major here? Uh, public policy. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. President, what exactly does that mean? <laughs> Well, I don't know. Hey, I'm I still heard... trying to figure it out myself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, it's a great major. It's a great major. How many years you got left? I have one year, so junior year, and then I'll, I'll graduate next spring. So what will you do with public policy? You're going to the NFL, but like... Hey, it's more of a broad major, so I'm still trying to figure that out. Politician. <laughs> I, I, I have no plans, but uh, we'll figure it out. But wherever you show up, if you put the Duke grad uh, degree... That, that, that's the leverage that I'm looking for. It should be able to work out. Um, whenever you think about this team and uh, the goals and hopes and expectations does it get overwhelming like for instance this is the first time Co college game day has been around for at least 28 years that's how long kirk herb street's been yeah. on college game day uh -huh. 30 kirk herb street's been doing this for 30 years that, everybody talks about lee corso with his 400th headgear i respect the hell out of it kirk herb street's been sitting his ass at the end of that desk knowing everything about every school in college for 30 years that is so long to be doing something and i'm so obviously so incredibly thankful for him never been here for football though you know what i mean yeah. like never ever been here for football do you take a moment to take it in how do you not get overwhelmed by like what the expectations have become and how do you view it all for this duke football team yeah i think it's important to take it in because this is you know this is what we dream of our entire lives so whenever we have this atmosphere and all this attention around us it's important to you know appreciate it you know, I don't want this time to pass by and me look back and think I was just so focused and, and so drilled in on on just the game, you know, all throughout the week. I think uh, I think now that we have this opportunity, you know, we're not going to take it for granted. But at the same time, you got to lock in. So with all this attention and everything going around, it's super important. And Coach Elko does a great job of keeping us down to earth. You know, we, were, we haven't really done much yet. Obviously, the, the Clemson win was great. But our goal is, you know, our, our twin the ACC championship and then a national championship. And we're far from that. So it's important to you know, live in the moment, but also realize, you know, we haven't, we haven't really done too much. I heard Coach Elko said, I don't want to just be congratulated because college game day is here. Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that accurate? That was his message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he said we expected, you know, college game day to be at this game this year. Obviously, mm. we knew Notre Dame was going to be a great squad. We knew we were going to be a great squad. So, hell yeah. Well, congratulations on college game day here. Uh, Let's yeah. go. Yeah, Congrats. You know, it is so a cool. big deal. Yeah. Uh, AJ, you got anything else for... Riley, I do. What's uh, what's it been like on campus lately? Obviously, four and zero start. We've talked about it with your coach a little bit. Can you feel people uh, kind of getting more engaged with the football team and, and kind of getting there and, and join the bandwagon? Absolutely, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch of kids out there tomorrow uh, cheering us on. I know we had to extend the student section. We haven't, oh. you know, even been close. Oh, to what's that, that mean? What's that mean? What do you mean? So they, I think they moved the band to behind the uh, end zone and they made the student section bigger. Because there are so many kids that wanted to come out, so that means a lot to us. Here we go. There's definitely a different vibe on campus. Yeah. So you're all getting recognized everywhere now. <laughs> I would I would say it's getting better. Yeah, for sure. Let's go. Hell Good. yeah! Congratulations. I appreciate you. On Congrats, everything, man. I love your shirt here. Uh, this oh, is yeah. local Children's Hospital. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, people that are really important on this campus. Uh, Duke Children's Hospital. Coach Elko's wife, Miss Michelle, takes us over there, so we were able to go this week, meet some of those kids, and uh, one our strength coach. Uh, Coach Jacobs, his son, Fitz, was actually, his life was saved by the Duke Children's Hospital. So I always try to shout them out and show them our support. All right. You guys win tomorrow. We'll donate 100000 to the Duke hey. Children's Hospital that. in your name. Yes, All right. I appreciate it. We Thanks. appreciate the hell Thanks. out of you. Ladies and gentlemen, Riley Leonard. Yeah. Hey, Riley. You're awesome, dude. Thank you so you. much. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You guys are great. Hey, just uh, there's a guy back there named uh, Tone Diggs. He actually has a Heisman vote. Let's tell him not to forget about you. That's, <laughs> hey, sure. do, do you. Do you care about that at all? 
No, nah, to be honest, not really. I'm not. Congrats. I'm not a big public speaker anyway, so I'd be pretty. Yeah, you were great on this the, show, uh, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were great. If I were great. to win it, yeah, your my public policy is we need you speaking more. That's what I I think is the whole thing. That might be your entire major. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank, Good luck the rest of the way. All right, cheers, man. Thank oh, yeah, you, Riley. Well, man, yeah. appreciate yeah. you, Riley. Thank you so Woo! much. Uh, thank you, guys. Gosh, he was good. Like, he seems like he is, what do, you, what do they say, mature be beyond his years? That's yeah, right. Yeah, is basically. that what they, so, they tell you? Yeah, they do say that. He does sound like a very, president. Very, very I mean, He does because every time you say anything good to him, deflects and tries to pump up his teammates, his coaches. Oh, wait, no, other sports at the university. Like, mm-hmm. this dude, man. His dog. Talk about a leader. Yeah, he was yeah. awesome. Talk yeah, about man, a leader, was... though. Watch him just trying to enter. He seems pretty excited, too, about the game, too. I'm excited. Bro, you, oh, yeah. you should have seen him. I don't know if you guys can hear me or not. Thank you. Yeah, we, yeah, we got guy, you. Greg. So, you, him walking over, you could see, you could just sense, oh, this is a guy. How tall is he? Like you. How tall? Six. They say six four, but when I said that, he said, oh, is that what they said? <laughs> so, I think maybe six, four and a half. Yes. You know what I mean? It feels like it's a higher. I'm in cowboy boots, and we're... And I'm like six two, two and so like six five, maybe six four and a half, six five. Damn. The NFL, the NFL though will push them. You know what I mean? Down <laughs> oh, when yeah. they weigh, when they measure them, it'll somehow be five eleven. That's what the NFL <laughs> likes to do: get you as small as possible. Where the NBA is like, hey, let's get you in some high tops yep. and four pairs of socks and get you as tall as possible. <laughs> that kid was awesome, right there, dude. Yeah, that, that kid was awesome. I made that comment about him. Oh, you're gonna run for president because, and I was mentioning. I don't know if you could hear us. We were saying like how no matter what you said to him. He would oh, yeah. never accept it. Just deflect and pump up somebody else and try to promote an, a teammate, a coach, another sport, something at the school. Like, yeah, seems like a pretty special kid. Yeah, he was awesome. He he also, I like his story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Him saying no five-star things. like, And oh, then yeah. you compare him to Josh Allen. You think about a lot of the great quarterbacks that end up in the NFL. Like, I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes wasn't recruited, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes ends up in a place that didn't win a lot of games. And mm-hmm. you think about Tom Brady, what he was back up for like three years up there or something like that. Mm-hmm. You think about Aaron Rodgers ends up a cow after going to junior college. You know, Peyton went to Tennessee, Heisman talk. Obviously, there's going to be guys that are like mm-hmm. that. But normally, those types of stories are something that sit right here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if they got it, which if, appears as if his big son of a, he's a big dude. Yeah, not athlete. Literally walking. It feels like he's got it here, right? I mean, so... The opportunities are endless here for him, and uh, I'm happy we just got a chance to chat with him. He was very cool. I appreciate it. Can you feel? I know you haven't been in town. You said you got in late. There's a lot of fog and everything. What about around the stadium? Is there people mulling around? Does it look like there's a lot of activity? Yeah, I've been yelling. I can't hear how loud I am out here because I, I got these headphones in, you know, Max, because uh, that's why I lock it. You know, I'm blowing yeah. out my eardrums every single day. I like to hear everything going on because if I'm breathing into the mic, I need to hear. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to be a, an embarrassment to the program. So I have no idea how loud I'm yelling and who can all hear me. But yeah, as soon as Riley sat down, there's just people hanging out at the top of the stadium, people rolling in through the tunnels. Yeah, it is uh, It is a palpable, palpable feeling for a campus that I assume is not normally like this. Now, have to reiterate the fact that I've never been here before. You know, I don't know what it's normally like. I have no idea, but yeah, coming in, they're painting the the end zone. They're still doing that right now. Hey, Greg, can you get that guy painting the uh, painting the end zone? They got some there? beautiful grass, right? Yeah, gorgeous, sure, sure beautiful dude. And his painting is like he's in the end zone down there, Greg. Yep, right there. Boom. Hell he's got yeah. the oh, painting yeah. it right now. You know what I mean? Going and they were setting on, up all, yeah. all those banners in the back there, the hero zone, the bleed blue and everything like that, which I think is where they're moving the band. When I walked in, they were hanging it up there. It was like a real, it was like a real family. It was like a real family feel as I, I was kind of driving in. And then they talk about, it's not a big campus. You know what I mean? It's not a, it's not a huge amount of humans. It's like a very tight knit community almost. And it's like, 
here we go. We got a team and uh, we got a massive weekend for their football team, something that hasn't happened in the last three decades. So, yeah, I think it's a it's a real feeling and you can kind of get a sense of how awesome it's going to be. Their undergrad is only like 7,000 people, I think. Damn. So, and, yeah, it's a small. And what's Ohio State? 40, like 45, 50 undergrad. Yeah. 7,000 to 45, 50,000. Like, that's much smaller. And uh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm excited to see what the atmosphere is, what the energy is like for game day tomorrow morning. But extending the student section is good news. Yeah. You know I, mean? I think that's, that means it's good news. They got, you know, bleacher seating up here, then some really comfortable blue seats. But yeah, it feels electrifying. Hey, are they here. greasing and the they, poles, Pat? Are they greasing the, uh, the uprights? <laughs> You know, I don't know. I want, because you know I, Notre I Dame want... will be pissed if Marcus Freeman hears that they're greasing those poles or think if your team hears that, that's a big chip on your shoulder. Yeah, that's like whenever Bill Belichick, uh, the Philadelphia newspaper, uh -huh. what was it, Connor? They had the parade route mm -hmm. already oh. mapped out in the newspaper before the Super Bowl. And allegedly, Connor, correct me if I'm wrong, nope. ale allegedly Bill Belichick actually used the newspaper and put it on like a projector and just went through the entire parade route that they had for Philadelphia already and said, isn't that nice? They already got there, like basically used it. Could you imagine if Marcus Freeman heard they're setting up for the field to be stormed and the poles are getting greased up here and cops are being told to let anybody wearing Duke blue, they can do whatever the hell they want after we get a big dub. That would be an interesting policy, but I think it would be rather bananas if they get this win over Notre Dame. Yeah. Rather I, bananas. I assume too, even just hearing that the student section's being, you know, expanded. Expanded. Yeah. Like that's probably something like, hey, there this is gonna be a rowdy environment. And Pat, I mean, how many times did you guys go last year to first time game days at school? I know Kansas and App State and I think was it Jackson last year too? Like Montana. Montana. Like those environments are absurd. Just because, you know, some places like Obama who never have it or who always have it, they're kind of like immune to the big game feel early on. Usually it's, you know, as the game's going on. Notre Dame last week was ridiculous, and that was their first time. I'm assuming that this will probably be one of the bigger hyped events in sports, at least for Duke ever. Just because even when they do the college game day for basketball and they go there, it's still not as big just because Duke is one of those teams that's always in it at the end. And like they're a big game school when it comes to college basketball, and it being football now is awesome to see. And Duke alum that maybe haven't decided to come back and see this weekend's game because they didn't know, like, you can go to SeatGeek right now and uh -huh. uh, use code PATM, Pat, I believe. PAT15, 15. Sorry, PAT15, and get 15% off any football ticket, including any ticket to the game here in William Wallace Wade Stadium with Brooks Field. But it's not just the Duke Stadium, obviously, that has 15% off. It's every football game in existence, AJ. Every single one, SeatGeek's giving 15% off because they said you're alive but are you living? Go live and experience something live, AJ. Yeah, don't they don't they rate them somehow like green, red, and let you know what's going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're very kind. They're like, listen, if there's a red dot next to the ticket, don't. that is us telling you, do not. Buy, this is a ripoff. Who should buy that? Who should buy that ticket? Nobody. SeatGeek's saying, like, listen, this one should not be sold. We're Got scanning it. the internet. You can get this ticket or a better ticket at a better price elsewhere. Mm -hmm. But if there's a green next to it, which is the normal case, they're like, good ticket, good placement, going to compete well against others in other places. So they're looking out for you. And you're never going to get catfished. Nope. Okay? What you buy is what you get. Shout out to SeatGeek. And I think tomorrow it might be a tough place to find a seat here at William Wallace Wade Stadium, I think. I don't know how many of the seats. How many, do we I think know like, how much? I think it's a little over 40,000. 
Now, you're calling it William Wallace Wade Stadium. Um, yeah. The William in front of that, are you positive that that <laughs> is proper, that, that you got confirmation that is the full name? So everybody just got a chance uh, to witness how my brain works. Like, that would be the only way that I could remember the name of this stadium. Uh -huh. You know, so in my head, I see that, you know, he's yep. jocked up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh. talking about this entire stadium. Yeah. So it is just Wallace Wade. But, uh, I mean... Why not put Bill's name right up there in the front? <laughs> Might you know as what well. I mean? Yeah, why not? Why not? I think it's I Brooks, Brooks Field at William Wallace Wade Stadium. <laughs> yeah, that is. Well, William is not accurate. Okay, oh, yeah. so, but Brooks but Field. It could be. It should be. be. I mean, something to think about, Duke. I know you guys got the big brains, but we're not bad at a brainstorm situation as well. <laughs> if they had William Wallace standing on, because they got this oh. dumb book. Can we go back to Greg? Can we go back to Sorry, this? Greg. Greg, like, Greg, sorry about that. Here you this. go, Greg. Go I got a PTZ. I know how to use it. Whoa. Go, Greg. Hey, look at that. So Whoa. if they just put a William Wallace just right there on it. top of that yeah. entire oh. thing. Oh, oh, my. I do, now you're talking. See, I looked it up, and I thought, you know, maybe Wallace and Wade were two people's last names. Turns out the guy's name was Wallace Wade. So, oh, uh, well, th shout out to Wallace Wade. Also did good stuff. Yeah. yeah also Wallace great guy. It's a bummer. I don't know if they'll, they'll ever watch Braveheart because it's three and a half hours long and coach said that they only do under two hours. That's kind of a bummer or else they probably are watching Braveheart tonight for William Wallace. Dude, I loved him saying, boys, boys, boys. You know, he was so offended. <laughs> yeah, he knew. We, yeah. yeah. Think we got that much time here. We're on a schedule, you think guys. I can watch a movie for over two hours? I got to get ready for another game. Okay? Avatar? What's the seven hour <laughs> yeah. Avatar next? Like, he'd probably be super pissed at us. I still have yet to see the end of the second one. Can, you know, yeah. so you haven't no seen spoilers. the last like two do, and a half. Do you hours. want the spoiler? We can just tell you right now how it ends if you want. I know it's probably that the Watts are bad. I know that we, yeah, we did bad. something terrible. But, but the Aussie Whites are bad. So it's kind of, you yeah. know, Whites in general, definitely. But also, hey, you got to have an Australian accent. So they're kind of the bad, bad guys here. Oh, sorry about Australia. We Yikes. normally take that play. We normally, oh, we normally the ones that get that entire thing. Uh, but I, I heard the whales go through it a little. Oh bit. yeah, yeah. The, the whales. I almost had to turn it off. This yeah. Avatar too, way of the water. Yeah, yes. yeah, way of water. Yes. It's essentially what happened to Takite Almost really is what happened with the whales oh, trapped in a man. in a tiny bathtub for fifty eight years. Kind, well, they kind if, of they if Takite's brain was to be <laughs> ripped out. Yeah, after it was trapped, yeah, which they did. Oh my god, that didn't happen. Well, yeah, it did. After uh, people are still not sure what happened after Takite died, but I do assume if you know there are some properties in whale brains that keep people young, which is the plot in oh. Avatar Two, then they suck the juice out of the brain of the whale. Okay, well, Takate's brain is intact because she's currently being stuffed to hang in yes. Lucas Oil Stadium. Rest in peace to her. Smarter. And I do apologize yes. to all the whales in Avatar. I, it wasn't us, though. It was the Australian. Australian. So we just need to make sure that is remembered and reminded about. I have no idea what time it is or how much time we have left before we get out of here, but I would like to let everybody know this has been a very cool setup down here for me. Nice. I, you know, we, we did this all last year. This has been... I mean, I got a little talk show desk. It's Elko yeah. came. You know what I mean? Elko came in here. It was a beautiful set. He heard you perfectly. That was very nice. The then Riley Leonard walked the people, but we need to do live on Friday more. I think. I think we all need to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those, done the show. those environments are. Ju it's just. It adds so much to it. Like last week, you mentioned it. Like, how are we supposed to talk about you know Luke Getzey and the Bears when? There's, there's a shit ton of people behind us going nuts. Like it, it's so, it's just such a different feel for the show, especially with you know these places that are doing it for the first time.
Yeah, and I have no idea how many people would show up if we did a show down here, so probably the right play. Mm-hmm. Well, Riley even you mentioned know. it. He was like, hey, listen, no one's skipping class here. Exactly. So, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. That's all, I take it seriously. So he was, do take it seriously. His whole thing, his mom, <laughs> yeah. what was the whole deal? I know his mom texts him that he sucks. Yeah, yeah. she tells him motivation. that. Yeah, she says, you suck, just so, yeah. Keep him humble? Stay motivated, keep him humble, not to make, make him think that he's too much. It's like when Pat mentioned the Heisman to him right off the bat, he like shook his head like he was pissed about it. He didn't want to hear it. Yeah, and you know, to be completely transparent, I haven't really thought about the Heisman list except for a couple times on game day it gets brought up in like a grab bag or something like that. And that's like the only time I think about it because it's so early in the season and so much can happen. So I think it's a little bit of a a absurd, but why not? You know, like Riley Leonard, why not with what they've been able to accomplish? Like as I'm talking to Elko, that literally just popped in my head like, yeah, he should be in a conversation, especially with what they were three and nine or whatever a Mm -hmm. couple years ago. And then where they're at now and his leadership and what everybody says about him, everybody talks about him says the same exact thing, like incredibly good kid, hardworking kid and a dog. Like they, they all say like, he's a dog, like competitively. We see him doing those dunks, you know, yeah. Jeez. that's a dog. Like, they, you know, is he going to leave? Is he out of here, Pat? What do you think? Yeah. What's that? He's got to be. Is he going to the NFL after this season? What'd he say? He said he has one more year yeah, in public graduate, policy. Or he said yeah. he'll graduate next, next spring. spring. Next spring. Okay. But, I mean, I just got reminded that old Cuz, who was the offensive lineman for the Baltimore Ravens, was going to MIT at the same time he was playing in the NFL. So some of these people's brains are just a little bit different than others, and I think Riley Leonard's is that. So if he's in a conversation for the Heisman at the end of the year and they continue to do what everybody here just expects them to do this season, he's six four and a half. He's could be a president. Has had a lot of success. He can move. He's a dog is what everybody's saying, and he can move. It's like... I think all the big brains here would be like, yeah, probably the right time to go. You know, <laughs> I think like everybody would be like, yeah, you should go be a top five pick in the NFL because uh, they're giving out, you know, $250 million contract <laughs> yeah. at, uh, in the NFL for quarterbacks like you. So I love that we're getting to learn about him and I'm getting to learn about him kind of as we do this week because I've been re- digs and I with our college football weekly brain mush together yeah, uh, wow. me learning it's incredible tone you are the man by the way and i think oh. tone Diggs's college mind is one that's really good and i don't think any of us fully understood how obsessed tone Diggs is with college football until the last couple of years mm. with college game day but as i've been learning about this duke team and elko and the way they operate and now santucci the defensive coordinator mm. literally being from five minutes from here it's like i'm picking up what they're putting down around here and i think this is a place that elko wouldn't mind staying in you know, like the ACC, it is they going to be around. Through, they resigned through 2029. Yeah, I saw they did that what last year already. So they knew what they had. They knew, hey, this guy's going to someone's going to try to come poach this guy and give him a ton of money. But the ACC is going to exist. You know, mm, the ACC sure. is still going to have power. Oh, yeah. And I'm only saying that because of what's happening in other conferences. Whenever you talk about college football playoff and everything that kind of comes with that potential dangle recruiting possibility i think the acc is still going to exist because the buyouts are like impossible these schools that have to pay like a couple hundred million i think to leave to go potentially to another place like i think florida state right and clemson wanted out yeah, is that who yeah. It was? Mm-hmm. yep i think they they wanted out and then the financials came out about how much it would cost it's like you're not able to get out how about that and so with duke coming on with what elko is looking for and what his staff is able to been be able to find it's like it's a great time to be a Duke Blue Devil football fan, and I have no idea how many of those there are. 
I've no clue, but like excited to find out tomorrow. And I think it's a good team to follow. If you're not a college football fan, like that Riley Leonard kid feels like a guy we can uh -huh. pull for mm -hmm. the, Easy. that coach, that coach Elko guy. Easy, easy to root for. Yeah, you could tell his head, it came through. You could tell how big <laughs> and heavy his head was through the screen even. Dude, we were in, uh, our production meeting was in like a, a little room, like a, a, a room, mm -hmm. like hallway room type thing. Yeah. Glass windows on the one side here. I'm sitting facing this way and out outside the glass, there's like a little patio. I turn and it's all the their coaching staff. Uh, I was told they were coming and literally the only thing I could see was his head. Like it, I look, I look through the glass. I saw like 15 people and then I saw coach Elko and I just said, Holy shit. Look at that guy's head. And he saw me through the glass. Say that he saw me say that through the glass. So then I had to go out chat with him, and, uh, he said he wasted it on being a safety. I was like, Oh my God, oh. why, why weren't you throwing that thing at people? Yeah, I, like I've never been more impressed with the size of a dome since AJ Hawks head showed up in my life. And it's mm -hmm. like, he used it as a weapon mm -hmm. and Elko's like, well, the brain inside, you see, I think he's a genius, AJ. I think this guy super genius. And obviously it's proving to be accurate. Uh, an he seems accurate to get it. when you talk to him, like, at least it comes through, like you're talking to him. He seems to get it. And, and you and I say that a lot, like, oh, you know, this guy gets it or doesn't get it. And I don't even know exactly how to describe it, but it's like they understand the game. They understand how it works and that I can't – it's not just on the field football. Like he has to say, like, I got to sell my program. I got to – hey, well, yes, we want this guy to be a Heisman candidate. Like it's all – it encompasses everything. And I think even speaking with Nick Saban, we see that same thing. Like, hey, it's not just on the field. These guys are worried about every single thing going on. And, oh, by the way, I'm trying to make these 18 to 22-year-olds better humans while I'm making them better football players. And I think another thing about it, AJ, that um, ties us back kind of the NFL, it's like he's a football guy who's a genius. Yep. You know what I mean? Like he's a football guy. Dan Campbell, like football guy, yeah. genius. You know what I mean? Vrabel, okay, football guy, genius. Mm -hmm. The guy we're about to talk to, Artie Smith, like yep. football guy. This guy chose to sleep in ca on couches <laughs> in football offices instead of have his feet up at a FedEx corporate office somewhere making millions of doing nothing like these guys are all like football dudes who happen to be football geniuses and incredible leaders it's like i think that's why we say this guy gets it. like hey this guy not only has the football side of it but i think also on the other side big brain that you have to be able to have if you want to have success at a head coaching job anywhere because you got to be able to delegate you got to be able to make decisions you got to be able to decide very very small things that have a rippling effect. Hotel, when we're leaving, what? what's the schedule look like today? How many times are we working out? Are we in pads? Are we not in pads? Are we resting? Are we relaxing? Like that's a feel. That's a feel that you have to have that if you're not a football player or a football guy, you don't have, but you might have all the, in, the analytics and the plays and everything like that. It's like when you can melt those two things together, I think is when you get a culture that changes and happens because everybody believes and buys in. And I think last night it was on display. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that we're even here, it's on display with old Mike Elko out of Penn, a New Jersey guy who has turned an organization in two years. So I think that's why we love him. I think that's potentially why we immediately love him, AJ. Oh, yeah. And to go back to last week, like I think that's why we love Freeman too. Like Fr Freeman also football guy, you know, that is a savant that is instilling his culture. Like the similarities between the two teams is pretty wild with Duke and Notre Dame just because, you know, Riley Leonard hides. AJ. What's up? AJ. 
Yes. Coach Freeman, 10 guys on the field, two times. Did you text them? I'm uh, sure no. nobody reached out. <laughs> I didn't really, yeah. Uh, I'm sure nobody's reaching out and texting him about that. Yeah, that was that's tough, man. He he didn't want a free play. I know I heard him try to explain the whole situation, but yeah, you could have put someone out there, huh? Well, I think so, but like this is the learning thing. You know what I mean? Like this is... It's tough learning the, at the biggest stage. That's the problem when you have to learn at the, the biggest possible yeah. stage. Yeah, not fun. Marcus Freeman's not happy that that happened. <laughs> and now they have a big test in prime time again tomorrow. That's yeah. the thing. Like Notre Dame, like this is no cakewalk. They have a Duke team that is very, very good. Like, and it would not, man. Can think of what Notre Dame was last Saturday before the game. All the hope, all the expectations. If they somehow are not able to beat Duke tomorrow, and Duke comes out victorious, man, Notre Dame. That's tough. Two weeks for them. Yeah, and I think it's it could potentially be like uh, you know being the president. Could you imagine how quickly you would age if you're the Notre Dame head coach? Oh, you're on oh, prime man. time every single week, and it's like every flaw you make, every because around college football, there's a lot of decisions that get made in games by coaches that are paid millions of dollars that make a lot of people that have been around football a long time go like that was an elementary level football IQ mistake right there. You know, I think we all we all see it. College football, it happens on a much more regular basis. If you're watching a lot of the games that aren't just on the primetime games, there's some timeouts that happen. There's other situations like just like football IQ stuff that pops up for some of these college coaches that make you really wonder how the hell is this person a college football coach? And then there's obviously geniuses as well, but there's 130 teams. You're going to see a lot of it. At Notre Dame, every decision that you make is is being broadcasted by, you know, a network that needs too. to figure even, out the Ryder Cup. Your good decisions are going to be dissected, too. Sorry to cut you off, but think about that. Even if you make the right decision, like, they're going to dissect it, and there's going to be a group of people that say that's wrong. Yeah, so you're kind of, to your point, what you brought up there a little bit ago, it's like you're earning your stripes on the big, one of the biggest stage that you can. So, like, every mistake that has happened to probably every coach that has ever been a head coach ever – it's like now more people are seeing it and it's out there, but you can't have it happen again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that can't happen again because now everybody knows. And then Marcus Freeman knows. It's just what a scene there at the end. And Marcus Freeman probably, you know, thought about that, I assume, still to this moment happening here on this Friday. Oh, no question. We're going to transition, Pat, because we have another genius on the line awaiting us. We get to talk to this guy every single week. Does a tight five, at least for us, ladies and gentlemen, the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, Mr. Arthur Smith. Yeah. Live from London, right? Are you live from London? Have they knighted yeah. you yet, Coach? Yeah, we're in London. I just stopped into this um, pub so I could, I could catch this call. <laughs> How's it going? What's Hyde Park. <laughs> How's the squad doing out there, Coach? You guys doing all right? Yeah, we had a good practice today. And Pat, as you know, you know Friday, there was guys afternoon go to dinner. And so we're walking to dinner and, and – uh, Realized that I was supposed to be on with you guys, so we popped in this place. Catch this Zoom, Pat. Uh, what's the place you're in right now? You're in a pub. I, I heard this is a place that you have been to yeah, before, and you enjoyed it. Yeah, Rose and Crown. I don't know if you can see it. There it is. Yeah. Boys. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, all right, coach. Well, we don't want to eat up too much of your fun Friday <laughs> over there in London. Uh, I just want to ask you a couple of serious questions. Your game is going to be toy storied on Sunday. Have you worried at all about how they're going to make you look in the animation? Yeah, a little bit, but, uh, I don't think at this point there's anything to do about it. So hopefully, you know, we, we play well and win and you just deal with whatever, you know, whatever character they put me in. <laughs> 
Okay, so let's talk about you winning. The question you asked us was, and I, I'm not sure how many people have not been able to give you an answer, but you said, how many games do you have to win in London to get knighted? Have you found out that answer? And if you win this game and are undefeated over there in American football, the king will take his big, fat, sausage, chubby fingers, Ew. put them around a sword, and you will get knighted right there at the 50-yard line? Is that what we're learning here? That's what I was lobbying for. You know, I don't... Never heard back uh, uh, officially. And actually, actually, if you're not a British citizen, you can be knighted. There have been 10 Americans, I believe, have been knighted. But you're not allowed to use the sir term. You just have to use uh, the letters after your name. So it'd be like, you couldn't say Sir Pat McAfee. It'd be Pat McAfee, KBE, Knight of the British Empire. So maybe I can at least get that. So you'd be coach, coach. Artie Smith, KBE, is what we would have to call you. Knight of the British Empire. Yeah, that's what they've done. Like Steven Spielberg, I guess, got one. Uh, Angelina Jolie, Dwight Eisenhower. I don't know where I'd fit in there. But <laughs> you know, win two of these international games and give me, give me something. All right, well, good luck. We're pulling for you, KBE. We're pulling for you. Newest member of the KBE potentially this Sunday. Go ahead, AJ. Coach, the last thing for me before we let you go, obviously you have a lot of a lot going on over there. There's a gentleman over your right shoulder. That we catch a glimpse. There he is, this guy. Do you know this Who guy? Who is that guy? Is he the biggest Falcons fan ever? Is he a local? Because this guy is amazing. You might want to hire him. Unfortunately, uh, my older brother. Is it really? I was trying to get him the hell Yeah, I was trying to get him the hell out of here. <laughs> I hope that's real. <laughs> Does he work in FedEx? Does he work at FedEx and then just travels internationally to your games and boozes up the entire time? A lot of different things. I don't know. I'm just trying to get him out of the camera shot. <laughs> He's got no. He is finding his way in, Coach. This is amazing. Hey, yes. Hey, hey, real quick question about football here. Um, you've obviously had success over there. There's been a lot of different methods. You guys come in, stay up, walk through practice, and then have the weekend, or what has the schedule been, and what do you guys have tomorrow? Yeah, we flew overnight. That's what we did. And we got, you know, state, trying to sleep on the plane. Uh, we had a kind of a walkthrough practice over at the Harrow School. Uh, so, and then tomorrow will be our normal Saturday pack, kind of like try to get in a normal routine. Okay, and then you get knighted, and then you guys get home. Enjoy the hell out of your weekend in London. Thank you for making time. And tell your brother that I hope he puts down 13 to 14 of those things tonight. Yeah, he needs to. He needs to. So, <laughs> I appreciate Good it. Good to the team. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Harris. Yeah, go! That was the best. Okay. So, that's really done. his brother? Is it really his brother? It's got to be. I think so. No, I'm, I'm thinking there's no chance. I'm thinking that's some random guy at a bar. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> that's the best thing we've ever done. Yeah. I mean, he kept popping in. We kept he kept popping in. I'm trying. I'm like, Zeke, let's try to zoom out and get this guy on. I camera. got a good picture of just, him. That guy, he just could not help but put his big old beer in his head right over Coach's shoulder. I think that's a that's just a random London lad. I think I think that's potentially a random London lad who's having a nice little Friday uh, before oh. you know American football comes to town. I think that's the case. If not, if that is his brother, shout out to him saying, "Hold on a minute, yeah, <laughs> yeah." Oh, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hold on a minute. Let's see. Let's see what we got cooking over here. And that thing was. He's already having a couple this evening, you think? You he think has he's to, right? Enjoying he has to. He better. He, Artie Smith nope. is one of ten. I just, I'm just i trying to look it up and find the brother. I, I, I think I found a picture of him. I think it is his brother, but he's one of ten. 
Well, his dad said, listen, if we're going to build FedEx, we're going to have to do it through seed. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Pop these things uh, out. I, I, I appreciate that. Uh, okay, so shout out to his brother getting a little airtime and chugging some beers. I think we should let everybody know, though, um, that Fridays are quite a good night around the NFL. Uh, it's date night normally yep. around the NFL because during the week, it's all hell for everybody pretty much. Friday, you kind of get a break after Fast Friday. You're home a little bit earlier in the afternoon. Hang out with the family. Hang out with the boys. Go have a nice little dinner. Prepare for the Then Saturday, walk through hotel. So he is, he is certainly in his right to have a Friday night in London. And I'm appreciative of that he called. After what happened with the Lions last week, I mean, after what we just saw the Lions do to the Packers last night, I don't think I'm as down on the Falcons as maybe some people have been over the last week or so, AJ. No, but they're, they are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars over there, and that's basically a home game for the Jags. I would imagine they got – do they have a lot of fans that have built oh. like, hey, they're, they're Jags fans because they've been going over there for the last 10, 12 years, whatever I, it is? I, I have an important update. Uh-oh. That is his brother, okay. Richard. That is the current CEO of FedEx. Well, good. Congrats. Oh, Dog. Dog. I asked if he works there. Well, he does a lot of things. I don't think so, Artie. <laughs> Holy shit. Born in Memphis, he does on Tennessee, the program. Tennessee. Smith earned his undergraduate from George Washington and his Juris Doctorate from the University of Mississippi School of Law. Uh-oh. Richard okay, Smith. People say we don't have depth. Okay. <laughs> we don't have it? depth. Wait, he just became CEO too, Pat. April 23rd or April 16. of 2023. Yeah. yeah, we knew that. Of course. We're CNBC here. Yeah. This is... People Whoa. question our journalism, People, don't they? All the time. <laughs> All People the time. Our Bull. Not anymore now. We, we got a Heisman candidate sitting right here. Head coach at Duke sitting right here. Went to Ben. Now we got the CEO of FedEx hammering beers on. The, I mean, this show has range, bro. We will never get the credit we deserve in that particular fasting. Uh, I'd love to see Maddow do that. There's no way. You can't report on everything like we do. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why, like, I don't know. That's range. I don't know what linear television has been all this time, but boy, we're trying our best to ruin it quickly, mm -hmm. but you can never say we don't have rank. It, it, has any other show ever had a CEO of a fortune, what 50 company? Yeah. What are they? Probably more than that. I mean, yeah. yeah. Fortune 10, Fort maybe 20. Yeah. Fortune 10, fortune 20 company just hammering a beer over his brother's shoulder in a London pub. I mean, this is, this is journalism. Thank you. I would like that to be on the record. This is journalism that we are doing right in front of people's faces. And uh, we need to take that in and breathe that breathe that in and drink it down for a second. How how journalistic we are. Number 41. What Number 41 on the latest Fortune 500. Mm. Feel good about me saying Fortune 50. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like I know what I'm talking about. Pretty good. Pretty <laughs> good. Pretty good. But good find, Diggs. I, I mean, I, when I saw the gentleman, I certainly did not think uh, Artie Smith was going to say, oh, yeah, that's my brother. I thought for sure it was a local guy, but man. He's got a, he's got a British look to him. Yeah, he looks like it a bloke. Does. That's kind of why Dude, I was taken back. I already know what's going to happen. Uh -oh. I already know what's going to happen. It happened with Lou Holtz. Stock price goes down. I was not, <laughs> I was not sure that the Mac McAfee show was so widely viewed. I think there's a chance <laughs> the CEO of FedEx does not know that maybe there's like more than a couple hundred people watching that. You know, he's like, oh, yeah. Artie's calling his friend on his phone. Yep. All right, let me. Exactly. Let oh, me do this time. <laughs> Man, his friends really have bright lights in their room. This is crazy. <laughs> oh, dude. Hey, you're my CEO, pal. Yep. I don't right. know what other decisions you've made. Probably, I mean, okay, so I'm just standing by this one decision you made today. You're my CEO, pal, Bob and I will only be, only be shipping with FedEx. And also, 
Hey, come on board. We love that FedEx. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Love FedEx. Love them. Right. I'm sure. Love FedEx. Yeah, Could you it. imagine how many beers the Smith family takes down on a Thanksgiving if that's oh, what? Ten that, of them, too? I, I mean, if Artie Smith said they popped into that pub, and that guy drank a beer in the three minutes that yeah. he, was, <laughs> he was doing the show. They probably drink eight cases of beer while they're doing, a, what, a two-hour dinner, per se? Well, and his dad's a Marine, right? Yeah. Ooh, just echoed through the stadium, uh, by the way. No. Uh, I assume he can hammer a beer, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yes. Every Marine I've ever met in my entire life, not bad at uh, <laughs> drinking some beers. You end up at the Marine area of Ooh. a base. Normally, normally there's going to be some disappearance of uh, alcohol. And uh, I would assume the guy who went to Vegas to play blackjack to save his company, the founder of FedEx, is who we're talking about. Yep. Probably has a beer or two. Oh my God. Think about that Thanksgiving. Man. Uh, think about the food. Think about the conversations. And he's the one who chose to be an NFL head coach. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody else is uh, just running FedEx. Good for the Smith family, honestly. Congrats. Good for the Smith family. Congrats to the Smiths. Right, Carmen? Yeah. yeah, congrats to Smith. I mean, we need to have the Falcons on primetime Thanksgiving every single year, and there needs to be a live stream of what the family's doing <laughs> at their house while they play. Hey, I was told, I was sent a message this morning, by the way. This game. 9.30 Sunday morning. He's actually on ESPN+. Plus. Does anybody know that? I didn't know that. We, we were, found that out this yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is the only way to watch? ESPN+. Plus? Yeah, yep. they did it for one yeah. of the games last huh. year. It's Disney+. Plus Plus. As well. or, yeah, or Disney+. Disney Plus. Plus. Are they really it. doing like the slime thing and all no, that? No, no. Toy way Story. Better. Yeah, way Toy better. Story. Way cooler. Who is, sto who is Toy Story characters? All the, the players. The teams. All of yeah. them. All of them. That's oh. why I asked Artie Smith what he was going to look like. Oh, so the, these are what the player, like Trevor Lawrence, yes. look like one yes. of these characters for the game. He's got like a mini football and he's throwing. This is sweet. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Pixar. I'm in. Yeah. Okay, sweet. I can't wait to watch it. The, I don't know how much that costs to do. They said they're doing it live. Oh, yeah. I don't know how so much, much that costs to do, but shout out to them investing in it. And also, I mean, this is this is one of those things where like, you know, for what ESPN has done for us over the last few weeks and like for everybody saying how much they were going to ruin our show, like how hands off they've been. Now there's been a couple of production things that have happened, but we're trying to work through that because there's a, a workload that has been added to people that did not expect it. It's like, I feel like we should have known that thing was on ESPN. <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like I had, you know, I had no idea. It's like, so that's nine 30 ESPN plus Sunday. We are now in the time of year where literally wake up football, right. go to sleep, football. Right. This is, this is beautiful. This is a beautiful time of year. Nine thirty, ESPN. I had no clue, none. I feel like a bad person. And if you didn't know, it. how does anybody know? I mean, this is what this is your life. This is what you live. Is football? How is casual fans supposed to know this? Yeah, we go game. I assume game. there was a. I assume there's a logo though, Ponner. I assume we just missed it on a logo somewhere. Yeah, yeah, they've run commercials of like how the game will look of like Trevor Lawrence throwing a pass or you know Travis Etienne running with the football. It looks. Awesome. Uh, I'm assuming this is going to be much more successful than Nickelodeon, but we didn't know. Because Think about how much money they're investing in that animation. Oh, yeah. God. Mm. Oh, real. You said it's real time. It's like live has, animation. Or it whatever. has to be. Yeah. They're doing a live. I mean, the game is live. Yeah. So Are they putting no sensors on the players? Probably. Can they? I don't know. It's got to be camera oriented. I yeah. think like my wife showed yeah. me something. My wife showed me something today while I was flying. I guess with like Google now, you can take a picture of something and it will just tell you what it is. 
Oh, oh yeah. dude, dude, that's awesome. With what, like, what's these awesome. AI glasses too. They, they're these these AI glasses. Zuck just rolled out yesterday at the Meta conference. You can have these glasses on. Look at something if you're in London and you don't know what Big Ben is. You can look at it. Ask the sunglasses what it is, and it'll tell you what it is. And another thing it does. If you have a leaky faucet, this is an example they used with the sunglasses on. You can ask the AI how to fix a leaky faucet and it'll tell you what's wrong with it no and i yes. think they're going to have blue lens too i don't think it's just going to have to be sunglasses and another thing that zuck said in there is let's say you're overseas somewhere that doesn't speak your language like literally you look at a sign and it will translate it for you on the glasses yeah. i mean it's just like this is what the future is we now. need translation <laughs> in real time do they have real time translation yes. where i speak english yeah. and it comes out spanish captions yeah jeez it's absurd man Where's the, they have those well, headphones too? Where are we going to go? What was that? Where do we go? So I mean, I think about it. the opportunities I, are endless. So I would assume that the animation thing that's going to be happening is probably just camera. Like I would assume that's just a camera that's going to be doing that. But uh -huh. that lens cameras, I don't know. I have no idea what it's so expensive. Pat AJ, they did this last year on ESPN with the NHL game. Uh, Kevin Weeks called it, and they were all animated characters from some show. I'm not sure sure what show what it was, but it was the same concept where the players all wear like a GPS device. And they're already modeled as animation, so they just replicate what's happening in the game with the animation and just run it like a free-flowing game and call over top of it. It's pretty cool. That's bananas. So it's a video game. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's essentially think, a video I, game. So the issue here is we had no idea. You know, we heard that this was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Th thought this would be on, like, ABC or ESPN for mm -hmm. sure I think yep no yep. so, so being on ESPN plus like I hope enough people get yeah we're gonna watch it and we'll tell everybody but everybody should try to watch I think this is well, absurd gonna, how we're much gonna money. tune in to see what it is right yeah. that's oh, for yeah. sure definitely but also stick around also big picture I don't want to go I don't want to go too big picture here but like ESPN spending a lot of money on NFL content here mm -hmm. you know what I mean? so so, so that's good news. That's good, you know, with everything that's kind of been happening. Correct, so, Pat. You hear that? I, you hear that music, Pat? We got a hard out. ESPN Sports Center will be in seven minutes. Come on back Monday. Nailed it. Boom. Nailed it. Nailed boy. boy, Hawker. Way to way to count me down, Z. You got a nice little setup over here, Pat. I like the different buttons and different things happening. Like the technology's sweet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a couple things there that I thought I would use. Never. Never, never. Don't even think about putting it, but I thought it would be something that would be cool. Every once in a while, though, there's a little save me button that I can hit to get me off a screen. You know, if some of our incense just starts burning. Sure. Oh, you have that all the time. Yeah, some of the incense. Yeah, you go two to one. Hit that button that says two to one on the uh, little oh. little square one. Hit the two to one there. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. not it. You don't want that. Yeah, we're all messed up right now back Sorry here. Sorry about that. Okay. What happened? What happened? I heard YouTube was down today, too, like oh, six no. times, Bill said. What? You're just what? on a different laptop right now, Pat. Uh, okay, well, so, like, Bill texted me at the beginning of the show. I guess YouTube, like, restarted our stream like six times or something. Like Jeez that. Louise. But I don't think it's... You know, I think they're trying to get us somebody at YouTube to figure out why it happened instead of like technology is fascinating. <laughs> it mm -hmm. isn't. I mean, like all those, yeah. those, uh, we're, we're talking about those AI glasses that are coming out and like everything like that. It's amazing when it's all working, you know, but then how are you going to get that as, working? Think how often like your internet goes out or your phone isn't working. How often? Like, how that's what they, I'm saying. What if it's wrong too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What if it tells you, hey, it, that's that, not a tree, that's a tire? Well, and especially with yeah. the internet thing, they, they just showed, I don't know if you guys saw this, the amount of satellites that are going around the world now that Starlink lot. is here. 
for strictly the Starlink satellites, it feels like that is just the inevitable, hey, everyone uses Starlink. Because it is ridiculous yeah. how many satellites they have. And they keep sending them up. Oh, yeah. I'm listening what, to what, did we, what were we told, though? Yeah. What were we told, though? Uh, someone, someone, we, someone we know actually has Starlink internet, and they said it's poop. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think I heard. It's all relative. It's meant to, like, now, hey, you're if you have relative. an RV or you're camping, you can set up and get decent internet. Isn't that what they So the upload kind of? sucks. The download's not bad. The upload is god-awful. Yeah, when we talked but, to Jimmy Graham, he was on it, right, Pat? Yeah, but also, uh, yes, that's what I was about to kind of allude to. I think his big mission is, like, everybody on Earth has internet, you know? Right, so, like, yeah. we're comparing it to, like, 5G from Verizon. And like, there's places that don't have. I think his sure. big mission. It'll eventually be was, fast. You're right, but yeah, hey, get everybody access to the internet. Yeah, I think that was the big Starlink initiative, wasn't it? Wasn't that kind of the what he was pitching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. uh, yeah, big part of it was like, especially sure with like that? the the war going on and everything, that like people would be able to have internet no matter what like the surrounding was. But also, you can't use that as an excuse. Is if you residentially can get it. Like then it's just shitty internet. Yep. You can't yeah. just be like, well, you know, it's meant to. It's meant to go on an RV or on a boat. It's like, well, if you're selling it for residential purposes, then yep. it should yeah. be pretty yeah. good internet. It should. Be. Expectations. It's Expectations are always the thing. Um, I have some breaking news. Mm, nice. AJ Hawk. Tell me. It's not from the world of sport. It's from the world of pop culture and yeah. history. Love it. Awesome. Breaking nine one one on the platform formerly known as Twitter. Mm-hmm. Is reporting that Dwayne Keith Keith D. Davis has been arrested for the 1996 Las Vegas murder Whoa. of rapper Tupac Shakur. Whoa! Wow. Oh shit! Vegas PD's having a busy day. They got the is son of a bitch. Is this real? This is real. Yeah, Keith D. Seems like he probably did it. I don't know how much evidence had to come from the last 28 years or whatever it is uh, since this has happened. But if they're arresting somebody this far along into it. Keith D killed Dupac, I think. Wow. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Allegedly, Does okay, obviously, know who don't Keith get... D? Anyone know who that is? Yeah, he's there. Yeah, is this Chief Dwayne Keith? Keith Davis? No, not Chief Keith. No, this isn't Chief Keith. No, nineteen ninety six. Man, how does how what pops up now? This is Elder Keith. That I gives think. him those Elder. Keith. That's okay. crazy. DNA somehow or something. He was a childhood yeah. friend of uh, Easy E. Um, Maybe someone. Whoa, whoa. He's a whoa, member whoa. of the California-based gang known as the Southside Compton Crips. I like how oh, you read okay. that in that tone. Yeah. That That's how they read it. Good in journalism. Comedy. That's a good journalism <laughs> yeah. voice. That was a good journalism. So, uh, Keith D did it, right? I mean, that's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sign sealed delivered. Sounds as if. Here he is. is this him? Has he ever been? Keith, do we know? Has he been a guy that's been questioned in the past? I'm like, sure he was. I was it's in his so. Wikipedia, so I'd think so. Oh, okay. geez. So he's just skating by and hoping to not get caught now? That's an interesting thing. Like, so Keith D has lived this entire time knowing he was the one that killed Tupac and didn't tell anybody. Well, maybe he did tell a few people. Yeah, but anytime you tell somebody, that's when like you watch any of these documentaries. It's that's like, why you get caught you, though, because people have to like serial killers have to brag about their killers. Brag. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Allegedly, I wonder he was bragging about it in documentaries and interviews. Oh no. Okay. okay. All right. So Keith D killed Tupac. Yeah. Okay. Keith D. All right. <laughs> so, what took so long to get some pieces of Tupac too? We miss you. I was nine years old, but boy. <laughs> Listed a lot. Rest in peace. Keith D, though, just been living a little reckless, just telling everybody about killing like one of the most beloved humans of all time. Oh. Yet that's an interesting. He, that's an interesting. He claims move. allegedly. He claims that Diddy paid him to do it. Whoa, no. Sean Combs. Yeah. Puff. What was the clothing line he started? Uh, 
Sean John. Yep. Sean John. John. There it is. You remember those velour sweats people were wearing? Oh, gorgeous. I had a sweet (laughs) zip-up velour jacket at one point with it. Just bopping around. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Bopping everywhere. I'm always just bopping around. <laughs> well, I was then he just bopped everywhere, dude. Uh, that's wild. That's an insane situation. And uh 2023, man, the hits just keep coming. Pat McAfee, what is up, Pat? How you doing? We got a big time guest here on the line. I'm gonna we're gonna bring him on here in about one or two seconds. What do you think? Okay, well, I can't wait to chat with him, but I would like him to know that I just met a human named Memorable Factor. This is this dude's actual fucking name. What? Memorable what? Factor. I just met him. He's right here. He plays really? linebacker for Duke, played rugby in England, lived in London. Now he's a Duke Blue Devil linebacker, uh, red shirt uh, freshman, I think, second year. His name is Memorable Factor. That is his name. Jeez. That is his birth name on his birth certificate. So can't wait to talk to this next guy. Obviously a legend and icon. His name sucks compared to the guy that I just <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, everybody's name sucks uh, compared to that. But without further ado, let's go uh, pot him up. We have one of the best defensive players in all of the NFL, obviously. Maybe one of the greatest ever at getting after the quarterback. Has a, multiple brothers that have been wrecking shop in the NFL as well. Let's go down. Mr. TJ Watt, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. Tej, what's uh what's happening? So we have a little different uh, feel for you today. Don't want to throw you off. I'm in Indianapolis. Pat is at College Game Day in Durham, North Carolina. Don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna work on not stepping on each other. You can see him waving at you. But how do you feel, man? You uh obviously have come out of the gates pretty hot. I'd say this season when it comes to your production, you're all over the place. You and Highsmith kind of coming off both those edges, just uh, giving quarterbacks and offensive coordinators nightmares. How you feeling physically, mentally, and everything right now? Yeah, physically, I feel great. Uh, I, I do. I feel like I had a great offseason. I told you guys that going into this season, just getting back to what I do best and uh, trusting in the process through the offseason. And then obviously, it's just rolled over into the preseason and the regular season. Uh, we've had a hot start. Um, we have a big game this weekend coming up. Uh, Alex, like you said, on the other side, has been doing a great job of able, being able to get after the quarterback as well. So guys just can't slide and chip to one side. And uh, it's been working for us. Pat? Hey, this this weekend, massive weekend down there in Houston. We talked to JJ. About, hey, do you like us talking uh, to JJ every week and him just basically <laughs> yeah. breaking down your film? Do you love that or hate that? I don't mind it. Honestly, I, I didn't have a, as much time this week to be able to take a look and see what he did. Uh, but if it keeps him busy and keeps him from texting me 24-7, I'm all for it. <laughs> he actually mentioned that, yeah. He did He did say that he sends a lot of texts, you know, throughout games. But let's talk about the game this weekend. Obviously, your brother is the third entrant into the Houston Texans Ring of Honor, playing against you guys. I've known you've had to do some media down there. JJ said that you were pretty much at every game he had when he was at Houston. Does it feel different this week? Does it, does it feel like it's a little bit of a different week because your family's getting celebrated so much in a city that obviously you all love? Yeah, 100%. It's... It's not the same as when he came up here and we played him when it was Derek, JJ, and I on the field at the same time, uh, just because there's not the emotions of having to go to battle against one of your brothers uh, or his team. But more than anything, it's just a celebration of him, um, all the hard work, the sacrifice, everything that I had a front seat to behind the scenes. Uh, I'm just so happy that he's hopefully going to be celebrated the way that he deserves. And I know that the city of Houston will do that for him. And uh, I'm just happy more than anything to be able to get the whole family together in one place and have dinner the night before. Are you right, good steak places down there? We used to play down there in Houston every single year. They have some great restaurants. I love that city. I also enjoyed when JJ 
would hop up on that bench. You know, he started doing hiya, hiya, hiya. <laughs> you know, he'd do that. He'd do the whole thing. Are you going to do any of that? Are you planning on paying tribute to your brother at all this weekend? And uh, maybe just get a sack, fumble, touchdown, a swat, four sack, Wide, tight end, right? touchdown, Wide. bust your nose, do the whole Houston experience <laughs> in one weekend? <laughs> Lose my helmet, bust my nose, all that stuff. Hit, hit about 17 different sack celebrations. Someone asked me the other day, like, are you going to pay homage to him and do his celebration? I'm like, well, he had so many different ones between the salute, throw, throwing the baseball up, hitting it, the whip, the nene, all in one. So uh, the I don't think I can hit all those in one game. But, uh, yeah, he was wrecking shop down there, and it was always fun to be uh, back down. NRG Stadium was always rocking. Boston Connor, you got some? Yeah, TJ, uh, obviously, you know, we talked to your brother in the first week. He mentioned the uh, golf course training session you two had learning the, uh, I forget what, if it's a double rip, whatever the hell it's called. I'm not that smart. You definitely know what it is. Whatever. You get it. Uh, how awesome is it to have, you know, JJ to work with and kind of bounce ideas off of? And are you worried a little bit that, you know, when Thanksgiving comes around down the road, you know, when you're already in the Hall of Fame, that JJ's going to tell you like, hey, Half the moves you did, you stole from me. So really, your Hall of Fame career is my Hall of Fame <laughs> career. You're welcome. Hey, as long as we're both successful, who who the heck cares? Uh, I, honestly, oh, yeah. I, I oh. do steal a lot of I steal a lot of stuff from him. Um, when I originally switched to defense, it was he was all that I watched, and I learned a lot from just watching him in Houston and him in Arizona. Just I think some of those moves I wasn't necessarily trying to steal, but I watched them so much growing up that they became natural to me. And uh, it's just been so nice now that he has the time to really break down film, talk shop, and uh, he, he loves being a part of it. And uh, I'm happy that he wants to be a part of it. Hey, talking about moves, you seem to be playing your best football right now. First of all, do you agree with that? You think you're playing your best football you've ever played right now? Oh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm in a good groove right now. Okay, so let's slow down a little bit. Okay, let's slow down a little bit, uh, you know, because uh, I don't know if you know, we have a graphic, this Turner's T graphic about, you know, your race to the 500,000 uh, with, with the sack total, the season sack total. You're at six already, and they're talking about, like, this is already a historic start. Like, historic, there, there's a new tweet on X every weekend proclaiming that you're doing something that has never been done in the NFL before. What do you attribute that to, you think? Are you in better shape now? What, 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 what literally, what do you think it is? I don't know. I, I think there's so many factors. Uh, like I, like I tell people all the time, it's not just what I'm doing. It's schematics. It's coaching. It's all the players, it's the guys in the back end making the, the quarterback hold on to the ball for a split second. It's pass rush games up front. Um, I, I can't put my finger on one thing. All I do know is that I have this hunger this year to just to just play as hard as I possibly can. I know nothing's guaranteed. I know that the game can be taken away in a split second. I just want to play as hard as I possibly can and not take a rep for granted. And uh, I feel like we have a special team this season, uh, not taking anything away from years past, but uh, it, it's it's time to go. I know these these sacks and stuff come in bunches, so you just have to make them last as long as possible. Kai Schmidt? Yeah, a lot. Big bunch, big bunch. TJ, a lot has been made about uh, the kind of plane fiasco that you guys went through this week. Was that scary at all when you realized that like uh, one of the engines is leaking oil? And then also, what the hell did you guys do to like keep yourself entertained while you're sitting on the ground for 12 hours waiting for another plane? Yeah, hearing uh, code yellow... Flight attendants, you have prepared for this. <laughs> Everyone's strapped up their seatbelts is, is not a fun feeling. 
But I do have to admit it. I saw I got some comfort in knowing I was on the flight with a, our team owner and a bunch of other multimillionaires. So I knew they'd hopefully take every precaution known to man uh, <laughs> to get us down safely. And then once we were down, we were in Kansas City on the airplane, I think, for five hours. So there was a lot of Dunkin' Donuts being passed around, a lot of breakfast pizzas, nothing nutritious at all. Nobody slept, but uh, we overcame the adversity, and here we are. Hell yeah, Pittsburgh Steelers got a little grit. Going to have to go through adversity like that to get to the the Super Bowl. Code yellow. I don't, I don't even know. Did only the flight attendants knew what that meant? You said they, they say code yellow, flight attendants, you know what this means. And what takes place there? <laughs> A whole lot of a whole lot of googling. I, I was on Reddit Reddit sites. I was just looking up what code yellow meant. It meant everything from an oil leak to like uh, some engine malfunction to some flaps of some sort. So I was just holding my holding my my breath until we were on the ground. Okay, so they're sprinting to their flight attendants sprint to their seat though. That's the reaction that they have whenever they hear code uh, yellow. They, they, they don't want to. They want to have us panic. It was a swift walk, but there was no. They were not answering any questions of any sort. I would shit my pants. Yeah. Okay. That is not a situation <laughs> where I would be good at at all. I had one today. I circled uh, the city for forty five yeah. minutes or whatever, and I just assumed we were going to die. That's why we're. You know what I mean? And we were moving the whole thing. I don't know how. Hey, good for you guys. Any anybody scared? Yeah. Anybody scared? Who, who handled it the worst on the team? I don't know. Luckily, I mean, a lot of people were sleeping, so I, I wasn't in the back to see some of the real good reactions. But uh, uh, there, there's been some good stories of guys demanding answers and flight attendants not giving answers. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers fan Tone Diggs has something. Yeah, TJ, there's been a decent amount made this week uh, about your sack this uh, against the Raiders when uh, it was play action. You didn't bite on the play action. Obviously, I guess they ran the same play uh, last year, and then you pointed at Tomlin and, and, and told him I told you so. What was the reaction, or what was the lead up to that? Like during the week, were you telling Tomlin, like, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not biting on this," and he said, "You have to," or, or what was it like during the week that you pointed to him and then told him, "I told you so" on Sunday? No, it's just more of going into games, uh, especially when you have a history with them. Like we played them last year, late in the season. Uh, they know that we have a good pass rush. They went into that game not giving up any sacks, uh, so you knew that you weren't necessarily going to get opportunities on just straight dropbacks without chips. Uh, on third down max protection type structure. So um, we knew we were going to have to find our opportunities elsewhere. And there was a couple of pass rush opportunities from the play pass from the year before that I felt like I missed out on where I was biting on the play fake and or on the run fake, excuse me. And I just felt like this week I told him that if I got this certain look, I was just going to I was going to go for the pass and uh, it ended up working out. Yeah, a lot of things are working out, aren't they? Yeah, $500,000 of charity on the line. You're just, everything's working out. All the moves never stops. It's a beautiful thing, TJ. Thank you for making time for us on this week that has already been impacted by an oil engine failure on a plane the day after a big-time win on the road. You're the man. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank TJ Watt, buddy. Tomorrow. Sorry Hell to step yeah. on top of you. Sorry <laughs> to step all over you, but yeah, good luck to you and your brother tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, TJ. Think about them. Think about them all getting on a plane tomorrow. Did you hear TJ? He said, "Yeah, "Yeah, can't wait to get on a plane tomorrow." (laughs) That's a that's a hilarious thought that they've definitely been bullshitting about in the locker room. Like, hey, some guys freaked out. Some guys lost their mind. I want to know who that. We're gonna. It'll come out eventually, but yeah, it'll be fun to hear. I would have been one of those guys. I would have had a lot of questions. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. He said people were demanding answers and they were not getting them. That is hilarious to think. Oh, hey. Looks good. Whoa. Whoa. Good. Yeah. DoorDash. I see you.
This is a big deal. Hey, I don't know how profitable DoorDash is in Indiana. Okay. Ooh. As a whole, I would assume very because I know my usage of DoorDash has certainly funded at least 15 to 16 of these on many different mm -hmm. shows. What about an incredible invention of a business that oh. has just changed my life, literally changed my life immediately? And I'm a homebody. Always has, not, not always, used to go out all the time. Now, homebody, enjoy it for like the last 10 years. The fact that I don't even, call me lazy, call call me lazy. The fact that I can go get a, a rest, my wife and I get Applebee's every single night, okay? Like there is an Applebee's <laughs> delivery yeah. of their apps. You know what I mean? Whenever we need that thing in five, 10 minutes. And then it's just like, we're very appreciative that DoorDash has joined our show and our program, but I'm also very appreciative that they just exist. So like shout out to DoorDash and uh, yeah, they're one of our, what do we do before DoorDash? Hey, do you, uh, what was it like before DoorDash? I am so reliant on them now. Yeah. I've no idea, honestly, Be between like Amazon and then DoorDash. It's everything. Oh, I need paper Uber, towels. Uber. I need trash bags. I need, like it's anything. I DoorDash at all now. We're so lazy, but I don't yeah. care. I'm loving it. Okay. I, I am absolutely loving it. I, I do feel, you know, instead of going out and experiencing the vibes of a place, which is good. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I got massive respect for going out and having dinner. But boy, oh boy, when it's 730 and you are nowhere near wanting to leave your house and that restaurant can come to you and you don't even have to talk to anybody. Just drop it at your door. You don't even have to. You won't even see a human. The restaurant shows up at your fucking door without seeing a single thing. <laughs> A single thing. It is. Shout out to DoorDash, dude. You guys did it. Yep. You guys really did it. They did it. it. They did it. Hey, eventually, Pat, it, we'll, we'll make our picks, I think, for this week. I know you started out oh, already yeah. 1-0, correct, with uh, winning last night. You had Detroit at minus two. So, obviously, they covered. They won. They did everything for you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're seeing the board well. Okay. Now, last week, college game day, I started taking a little bit blind dart throws. You know, Rutgers to beat Michigan. I started feeling myself a little bit too much. I was getting too many games right, you know. So, <laughs> college side, I just kind of, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do you know what I mean? I was going bananas. I learned from that. Now, I'm hoping to have a clean sweep, right? Just like you, AJ. We're going to pick a perfect slate this week oh, for okay. the first time ever. I'm pumped about it. Why not? This is like the uh, the Warren Buffett thing. If you pick the perfect yeah, bracket. bracket in college basketball, you get a billion dollars. Billion right? dollars. One billion. And that's what AJ Hawk just said. He said, if you're able to predict a perfect <laughs> slate this NFL Sunday, he will give you one million dollars. Wow. Is that what he just Ooh, said? I did wow. not say AJ, that. You're at a great all. guy. I did wow. not say that. Charity AJ, too, right? What a hero. Yeah. That would AJ, be so nice of somebody to do to give someone a million dollars if someone picked a, a clean slate here. Well, that's what you're doing. You're oh. doing a million to the person and a million to charity, right? Because you hate Oh cancer. my God. Thank yeah. you. No, just give all, give yeah. them all the money. Let them just let them have maybe all the money. No charity. Maybe the Duke's children's hospital Riley was rocking earlier. You give another million to that. Perfect. They're doing great things for kids, man. Let's just give 10, 15 million, you're give it to all of them. Wow. You. Why not? You're Let's a nice guy. Let's do it. You better it's just money. Money doesn't doesn't mean anything. We're, we could get to those I'm games. Get it right. We could get to those games, Pat, but before, there was something urgent I had to hit on. There's a, Connor makes these one sheets. In M, oh, all the way at the bottom, it says, Gary V was on Twitter, LinkedIn, <laughs> Twitch, Facebook, <laughs> IG, and Fanatics Live. Now, I don't know if you guys touched on this yesterday, but 
some kind of live scenario was going on online. Pat's walking away. I don't understand. Exactly. Just, I guess he's just soaking in the atmosphere. Like, hey, this is. Yeah. I mean, he's, paid, he's smelling the grass. He knows I need to feel the vibes for for game day tomorrow, yeah. so I can get these people juiced. Well, you would have felt those vibes a lot more if you would have watched Gary Vee's live stream. I think it was only eight or twelve hours long, and he did some <laughs> unbelievable things. Can you explain exactly what was going on? Because obviously, that's the future. I'll tell you what. I watched that. I watched that. What was it? First off, an hour and maybe an hour and twenty. Long I watched time. Gary V sitting in a room with three other dudes uh, breaking Drinking Gary wine. V mons. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. A lot of wine, I believe, was hammered. I watched that thing for hour twenty, hour thirty. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure what was going on, but I do know Gary is competitive when it comes to beat the boss, which was mm -hmm. the breaking card game that he was playing against a bunch of the people mm. that were live streaming. He lost to Ryro, I believe was the name, Rutro. Yeah, Ryro. something like that. Really? Ryro. And this was the reaction. I'm like, <sighs> damn, these Gary Vmon battles are the real Whoa, thing. What is that? that? Feeding somebody. He was beating somebody. Uh, yeah. That was him shoving He's in trying his trying to show his chest. Yeah, he, he was going up against a uh, pretty, pretty tough uh, I think Kind Koala, who had a power of about 68, and that's a high number Yikes. with Vimon. But that's that lot. was for a Kobe no. Bryant rookie card. He did not want to let that one go. Yeah, and he kept that one. Uh, there was a Tracy McGrady thing. And then uh, the Red Devil, though, I oh. think. Uh, buddy, people oh. were underselling it. I, I didn't know anything about anything in the Gary Vimon world before mm -hmm. watching that uh, card break situation. Do you now? feel like I got it. I feel like I got it pretty good figured out. I, I don't know if I'm signing up to beat the boss or not, but I watched that a lot longer than my wife thought I should have been watching it, I think. You know, because I had sound on. Yeah. I just I watched oh. this for a long time. Are you allowed to play? Yeah, we're going to get a strike probably. For sure. But well, I don't understand the fact, the screen grab when he's pulling his shirt down. He's pissed. He's jacked up. He's, he's excited, he's right? Out. Yeah. What we all realized in that moment is that we hope to one day be able to experience what he was experiencing by beating these people's asses in a card game that he created yep. on his street. I, like I, I hope I can one day experience that legitimately as I was watching it. And I think that's why I was so captivated. Mm -hmm. He was living and dying with every card he was flipping. He, it was, it was phenomenal. Roller I have coaster. no idea. Roller coaster of emotions for Gary Vee. I know I would, I would check in. I'd be there for about five, six minutes. I'd have to pop out for something. I'd come back and all that I see was one time I'm watching and Gary Vee is just, his eyes light up. He is glowing. He's floating above the room. It looks like next time looks like he's on the verge of suicide. So I was like, man, Gary, this, we can't have this, this wide range yeah. of emotions. Let's just, let's no. let this thing out. What do you mean? That's electricity. Well, that's, that's Vee. I'm worried about his health. Not as, I'm not worried about his content. I'm worried You're about his health. About Gary Vee's health? Look, yes, I am. Gary Vee's so. going to be just fine, Hawker. Don't, don't you worry for a second about Gary Vee, okay? Did you, did you <laughs> see what he told us? What's going on on the bay, eBay? What's going on on the bay right now is a game changer. I'm buying stock in eBay. I'm buying stock in Vmon, and I'm yep. buying stock in whatever Gary V's touching his hands on. Because that competitive juice, that fuck you that he has, <laughs> like a Tom Brady-esque quarterback, that's what makes him successful, okay? So we don't want him to change or be less competitive. We Whoa. need Gary to be Gary, brother, and you need to fucking buy in now. Okay. <laughs> you know what? You sold, you sold me, Pat. He did. I, I get it. I understand now. Dude, it was why We were all watching. We were all captivated. I yes. Did, you know, like we were all... I didn't... I looked into. He's forty-seven years old. As they, what does that have to do? Beautiful. With it? Well, he looks twenty-seven. He does. And That's he what I'm saying. Swats people like, on the basketball court like he's seventeen. Boom. Yeah. This guy, hey Gary, more power to you, pal. Yeah, yeah. Baby Gary. Love you, Love Gary. Gary. 
He's doing like a four-hour stream on what was that Wednesday night? Wednesday night. Yeah. Yep. On Wednesday night, late into the night, and there, you know, there's no football on that night, so like we're just kind of scanning around. He was in there a long time oh, at yeah. 47, still doing it. And you're right, AJ. There was a lot of ebbs and flows that evening while he was breaking cards that he created. Right? I didn't fully understand. Like oh, he yeah. created it. Oh like, yeah. So, yeah. But he's you not gimmicking that, right? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Wait, I mean, wait. that's that's life and death. The Gary Vimon cards are life and death, and I really do think that you know some of these top tier athletes across the entire sports world, like they could le- they could learn a thing or two about competitive stamina. What could they learn? Gary, what Gary. do you think? What do you mean? That guy that guy refuses to lose. Or can't they learn? Cannot lose. Okay, <laughs> and not only that, he's fully prepared yeah, for psychological warfare. Is he was psychological? He was in somebody's head. Yes, mm-hmm. is that not turn? Andy. No, it's perfect grass. So this is a fascinating little thing here. So the right one has the paint. The left one has the line. Uh-huh. Okay. So the right one's walking at the exact same pace. It has its own little track there. You know what I mean? Wow. This is. That's nice grass. It's an art some, form. Aren't there some places where robots pretty much paint the whole field now? Is that super grass? So that was happening on the practice field outside. Oh, really? I saw that as I was driving in. I was like, of course, Duke has robots. Painting their field. That was my thoughts in the back of a golf cart driven by Paula. This lady had, hey, Paula, Yeah, she was flat on it. This golf cart, I mean, we're talking almost off the back of the golf Damn. cart. I love Miss Paula. She is <laughs> an absolute beast at what she does. So I assumed that the robots and super, and then I get out here. These lads know the program, by sure. the way. Yeah. I don't know. If they, 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 they know the program. As soon as I walked in, massive shout out. And I'll tell you, field looks beautiful. You got a big time matchup tomorrow. Field looks beautiful. Did guy they, over here wearing white pants. I don't know. Sir, you're doing a great job. Cool tats. Oh, cool wow. Tats. That guy's oh, chilling. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, that guy, I don't know what he does here, but it's something, and he's proud of it. So, <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. Dude. Did, they, uh, did the grass people say anything about the sod father? Did they weigh in at yeah. all on what, you know, the techniques are? To be honest, the only time I got a chance to chat with him when I was running to take a piss in between oh, the last hour break, yeah. and uh, it's I'm on the uh, – I'm on the 20. Uh, okay. I had to go to the 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 50, 40, you know, all the way. I had to go sure. all the way. Yeah. <laughs> I just scored a touchdown and then go out of the stadium and then make a left. So on my way back is when the boys caught me about the 45 yard line because that's mm-hmm. where they were painting on the near side. And I got to have a nice little interaction with them before sprinting back here, very winded. So that's the only time I got to chat with them. I would assume, you know, these boys. I mean, it's pristine out here. I mean, it's, look, you know what I mean? Like, from our, like, it looks like turf because it's so perfect coming through the screen. They're not painting this grass either. Shout out Pittsburgh, you know. Oh, you mean you're not painting paint. it green? That doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The field is perfect. Sure about that? I am. Sure about, sure about that? I've never been more sure Are about anything sure? in my life. Hey, speaking of that division, Pat, did you hear? At least uh, I, I hope Diggs isn't lying to me. He tells me that Deshaun is that Watson is uh, officially questionable for this game. The guy pushing the paint, honestly, star of the show here. Can we zoom? Okay. Just lock Look in. at the mustache. Can you, can you lock in on that, Greg? Holy Oh, my goodness. Shit. Yeah. Wait, yeah. so is there a track, or is that guy just free? Oh, yeah. This guy. Oh, wow. my God. Oh. Holy hell. Does he know? I d- how special There's he, how no awesome he is. There's no chance I'm picking Notre Dame tomorrow. This guy works here? Oh, no. Oh, oh my knees. God. Hey, what's your He's high-stepping. I'd storm the Great Wall of China that with that guy. That spray pump has seen some things. Oh, says Goomp. The guy's name's Tom. He just said sup to me right there. Yeah, I saw it. Holy Maybe full of size. Phil wishes he had that stash. What's that? Is that a hey, gun on his waistband? Or what's he got there? Oh, there it is. A six-shooter. 
So, oh my God, he was giving a thumbs up to me because I said he's a legend, sir. Oh uh, but goodness. the timing of it being a question if it's a six shooter certainly timed up perfectly for how he looks. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. But boy, this guy is awesome. He's got the pit vipers on. That mustache got some good girth, too. Let's oh, not get yeah. crazy. Oh, you know what I mean? Goodness. Oh, yeah. It's not a lot of surface area. Thickness. Yeah, it's real thick. Anyways. He's probably been uh, there 30 years. Yeah, team better invite him to go watch 300 tomorrow. Tom, how long have you worked here? Year and a half. He's new to the game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never mind. Hold on. I mean, in the game, in, in the painting game. What, what was the football team before he got here? Three you're and right. nine. Yeah, okay. you're right. Hey, you're we right. talk about Elko. We yeah. talk about Riley Leonard. Yeah. Right. I'm not 100% sure if there isn't something going on with the grass. Yeah. Right? And <laughs> Tom arrives on campus and the football team gets good. Something to good think ball. about as we're talking about tomorrow night's game. Honestly, can't can't help but think about it. <laughs> Watch out. Someone's going to poach him. Someone's going to see this. I hope not. Try to pay him a bunch of money to bring him to your school. You think it's cheap to have that mustache look like that? No, <laughs> no, 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 sir. No gloves so you know he's a dog. Yeah, he needs his own oh, NIL Is that deal. a big thing, Goop? Yeah, yeah. No gloves. is uh, No gloves, no respirator. Did you wear a respirator when you were painting ships? No, nah, you don't do that. Really? Yeah, you want that asbestos to get real deep down in <laughs> hey, your Gumpy. lungs. Hey, Gumpy. Gumpy. Yes, sir. Hey, this rolling thing they got that's keeping it a straight line, yep. pretty, like, genius. You know, I've, I've appreciated the evolution of painting. Did you guys have any of these types of things that you would use whenever you were painting those big-ass ships, or is it just spray? We had the same push cart, but you were just kind of huffing because it was going on pretty fast. Like, you were running down the side of the ship. Yeah, this thing's like a... It keeps it straight, and they got to kind of waddle with it. Yeah, I've never there. seen the thing to keep it straight. Like, you were just, you were in the bottom of the dock just running with that thing mm -hmm. they're doing, too. It's phenomenal work there. Well, and Tom usually just rides that thing like a skateboard, right? But they want yeah. to kind of yeah. add yeah. to you guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. I figured he Yeah, he actually, he actually has the white paint coming out of the bottom of his palms like he's Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. He's, <laughs> he's standing on the side of it. Yeah, okay. He's, he's Iron Man. Like this, while he's riding that thing, and that's how it sticks so straight. That's what I thought. He rides a he rides a goofy footed though. I think. Oh, oh yeah, 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 he's yeah. goofy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah goofy. Goofy, that. goofy footed. That's, that means left foot back, right? That's yeah. what that means. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's snowboard, not skateboard, or both. Both. I, I think both. both. Yeah. I can't do that. What are I can't you? Do this. Are you left foot forward, right foot forward? I'm gonna fall right on my fucking ass as soon as I stand on anything that is like this guy. But if you it had to, tough. if you had to wakeboard or skateboard, what would you try? I, see, I'm, this I'm right left thing. foot forward. I know that. Yeah, yeah. You're, I think I would. Yeah, probably right foot back. Yeah, normally probably. your dominant foot is back. Yeah, you kicked. You kicked with your right. But uh, yeah, with soccer though, you'd probably be pretty good with both. You could go either way. Yeah. Yeah, but remember, I do those hollies. I haven't done one of those hollies in a long time. That was like kind of old studio, remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Need to bring holly, that you mean hollying on a bike or you hollying on a skateboard? Skateboard. skateboard. Come on, skateboard, bro. Not, you're hollying on a skateboard. Yeah. He's done it on the show many you, times. You saw it. No. You saw it, AJ. It's a, oh, you're right. I did. Talk. I mean, there's no it's a bunny H. hop on there's a no bike. There's no H, but I get it. But, okay, you're right. I do. You you did not die and you kind of did holly. I I'm, I remember now. So I'm right foot back now that I know that I'm Tony fucking Hawk. I forgot that. Yeah. I completely forgot that I'm an actual skater. Congrats. Me and Sheckler are about to hang out down here next week. <laughs> we need to get one of those in here. You you might be able to do some 50-50 grinds on Jabba if we if we get the right, you know, pack of <laughs> for the skateboard, right trucks. I don't know if now is the right time for me to experience uh actual skateboard moves. I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick to Hollywood. I'm okay. just gonna okay. stick to the Hollywood. That's fine. 
you know, because I'm the greatest on earth. You know, it's like when Tony Hawk was doing those 900s, nobody else could do it, you know, because yeah, uh -huh. he's the best on earth. Now we're doing 1080s. It's like, I don't want to take anybody's shit. I'll just holly. Yeah. I'll holly better than okay. everybody and we'll move on. Jagger Eaton was like very thankful if you remember that you weren't competing in the Olympics that year because yeah, he won bronze and you, he knows you would have probably knocked him off the podium. He was the one that had the skateboard over his head like this and he looked so cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. Super cool. Yeah, I remember Jagger. Hey, thanks for doing what you did for America, yep. Jagger. Thank, Thank you, Jagger. Jagger. Thank you, DoorDash. Hey, you well. too, DoorDash. Yeah, <laughs> for doing what you do. Appreciate you guys too. Hey, before I said Deshaun Watson is questionable. Diggs, is that true? Yes. Uh, Shefty tweeted that he was questionable. What I happened? guess he hasn't really thrown any passes in practice this week. Uh, this what, was news to me this morning it? when it what? started coming out. Shoulder. It's a shoulder. Oh, no. Um, there was, uh, I believe it was um, the SIC doctors. Their uh, their name is is escaping my mind right now. We had a, Dr. Chow. Um, their program, they 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 put out the play um, that had happened. It was kind of a run near the goal line, and he put his shoulder down. Uh, he's questionable. Some Miles Garrett said he thinks he's going to go. DTR said he's ready to go if he doesn't. Ooh. So it's it's a the line moved from minus two and a half Browns to minus one Browns. So there's some things. Are they happening. playing again? They're playing the uh, Ravens. Man, DTR, that'd be fun yeah. though to see him get in there. DTR had he had some fun clips from uh from training camp this year from the preseason games. Yeah, there were some quarterbacks that we saw do well in preseason and then stink in a regular season, and then everybody goes, Yeah, we gotta remember what the preseason is whenever we're judging it at the yes. time, but we can't because it's our first sign of NFL football. So we're gonna absolutely love it. But that Ravens team coming off what happened with Indianapolis in Baltimore, you know, mm -hmm. that's a tough to not have Deshaun, but that run game, oh, Nick Chubb, oh, man. Yeah, no Chubb. Damn. So did Chubb just tear his uh, MCL? Is that all that happened? I believe so. That's what I heard. How, right? that was like, how is that even the case? I mean, it, it just goes, it just builds his legend even more. I mean, that was something that every single ligament you thought you had was gone. Mm -hmm. And he had this, a knee injury in 2015 that was, like, devastating, too. Oh, so, yeah. like, Similar. somehow his knee, was it the same knee? Yeah, I think? same knee. Same knee. So it recovered from that eight years ago. And somehow still managed to not re-break, right? Because normally recovery is going to come back not as strong. You know, it's like we're going to mm -hmm. try to get it to as strong. We're going to try to do this. So his knee somehow was superhuman after having a full blowout already at one point. It's like that dude's special. His work ethic is special. It's not easy to get to that point to be that limber, strong, durable. Like, there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes into that entire thing. And we're all very thankful we're going to see him play football again because there was a time, I think, a lot of us thought, ooh, mm -hmm. that guy might never play football again. And that would have been a damn shame because he's an absolute dog. dog. Do we have any timetable on his return, though? Ooh, next, next year. Season, yeah. So next MCL, year. so they're repairing his MCL. A lot of times if people tear it, they don't repair it. Do we know if they're actually repairing it? We do not. I assume what if there's no surgery? What, that'd be what if nuts. there's no surgery? Do a bunch of straight That feels like a bad idea. Get your quad build up. Is feels like we've, we've seen how that goes. Yeah, guys who uh, uh, don't yeah. just get surgery, sometimes it doesn't work out for them. Sometimes those really bad-looking injuries, though, like in basketball when Paul George and Gordon Hayward had those terrible breaks and, mm -hmm. you know, it, they didn't show or they did show the replay, but it was that disgusting. It was like cleaner even though it looked way worse because of how it broke. Yeah. This one, the Chubb one, in my mind, was no question. Everything's gone. Everything's oh, yeah. gone. Lose his leg. Like, exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, I hope he didn't get the, like, the carotid artery or whatever. When they claim sometimes you, you almost do lose a limb if you, well, and that's you what, break it bad That's what they said right after he did it. Like, that's yeah. why they had to rush him to the hospital because they wanted to make sure that the arteries were intact Jeez. and they were worried that they weren't. Man. Scary stuff, bruh. You know? That's scary stuff. That's why, did you see Reggie Wayne's tweet? And yeah. you too, AJ, yes. you were a part of this whole thing. He said, sometimes I wonder how I even 
<laughs> thought about playing football back in the day because they were running highlights. Oh. Basically, it was it was the entire you oh, got jacked up video that they used to run every single week. Just all the highlights from those compiled into one video. And I think an entire generation of NFL fans were either reminded or informed of that that is what the game that we're currently watching has been built upon. That is what brought ratings. That was instant replay. That was the slow motions. That was the highlight of games when people got woo, smoked every single week and now the game is much different and mm -hmm. we got to remember that aj but still you were one of the guys trying to do that to people oh. you guys were psychos back in the day bro mm. look at some of these hits this is the problem though like if <laughs> if a hit like this happens you see how these guys are exploding through these ball carriers oh uh, we can fast forward yeah, oh, boy. <laughs> if you do this now the problem is because like everything has changed so much people think you should be put in jail people think like you should be oh, yeah. on trial for murder if this happens now AJ, answer the question though. Like you, you signed up to do this. This is what you wanted to do. Like Reggie Wayne brings up a good point. Like you guys were actual psychos back oh. in the day, bro. Like signing up for that's those are huge well, impact. car crashes happening on a regular basis. And you guys signed up for it. You need to respect your grit and your toughness, AJ, for signing up to do that. Honestly. That's why I play anyway. defense. I think that's a big reason why I love defense. And I grew up playing running back and everything as well. But on defense, it's your job to go hit them. Yes, you're obviously there's there's a bunch of, you know, you can get crack blocked. You can do all that stuff. That Back in the day, too, like, I remember playing the Steelers. Heinz Ward cracking me a few times. Like, receivers would come after you. That. They're trying to ear hole you, and you're not thinking, hey, it's a cheap shot. Like, it's just, that's just football. But, yeah, it was. It, it's not that long ago when you think about it, too. Ty, you remember that AJ played that highlight way literally since high school because he um, – Remember, he ended Kirk Herbstreet's football career. That's right. Put his uh, put his helmet right through Kirk's jaw. I think Kirk was, what, eating out of a straw for like six months afterwards or something. First off, Kirk was a grown man. He was like a 30-year-old grown man. I was a 14-year-old boy, and we had an alumni game, a scrimmage. You're a sweet boy. Yeah, sweet you boy. were just a boy. You're not a sweet boy. You're not a sweet boy. You were a boy. You were definitely a boy. But I think in that moment, you were an absolute killer, just like what Gannon's looking for in Arizona. You put your jaw through college game day guy's face, and he said, I'm never playing football ever again. Yep. AJ, so is, mm -hmm. is, is, that, is that how you remember it? Is that how you remember that remember, whole day? I do not remember the same way. I think Kirk and his buddies, those old those old grizzled vets came back. They they planted me in the ground multiple times. I was just trying no, to No, no. Kirk uh, told okay, us different. you said, eat shit, old man, yeah. right after, and you were <laughs> yeah. you know, flexing over his lifeless body. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if we got in a fight, but the current high school team fought the alumni team, a bunch of old guys that came back, and most of them were hungover because it's the first time they've been together in a while, and the night before they hung out, and they come scrimmage us in full pads. If we just got in a full brawl with them, yeah, That'd imagine if that was today. Passing the torch, actually, it probably would. That'd they, be they cool. Would but, imagine if that happened today. Just the thought of what you said. Hey, there's 30-year-olds wearing pads playing against 14-year-olds. Oh, awesome. Just say that. that just stop right there, okay? Then let's add on to there. Oh, they get into a full brawl. Okay, why? Well, because the face of college football got his jaw broken by a 14-year-old. Okay. <laughs> just think about all those... What could, could have been? What could have been? And you know what the problem was? Nobody was filming it. There's no, there's no footage of it. Even uh, the yeah. coaches, they didn't want that stuff on film. That's national news. That, that is what oh places are God. leading with in the morning. If that is something, think about us. Happen. Yeah, so think about us. That yeah. happening in Ohio too. Oh my God. Yes. We would have want bananas about that entire thing. But that's Ohio, baby. That's Ohio. right. That's Ohio. That's right. We love that it. Is Ohio. Ohio. That's why I think we should probably pop the games up. Pat, what do you think? We should try to do these picks. Obviously. Said you are seeing the board well, as you say. I think, I think it's gonna be a good week for both of us. You, you claim you're going to go uh, undefeated, so I, I want to see how you, how you're feeling. What do you think? Uh, uh, well, so 
I don't know if you're experiencing the same thing I'm experiencing. Uh, there we go. Hey, I think there's something happening, huh? The the what happened with what? what I fucked that one up. That was on me. Oh uh, no, because uh, Foxy, we need to make your life as easy as possible back there. You know what Foxy, Zito, and Nick do on a daily basis? I, it seems it's normally like actually six to seven people. It's normally like six to seven people. Yeah. So like just just a hilarious little Appreciate piece of guys. insight on how this. Yeah, hell yeah, you Good guys work, do great boys. work. There. <clears throat> but with that being said, I can't see those spreads. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to read. I'm going to let you know what's going on. I'll, I'll go first each game. How's that sound? You like that? Uh, yeah, that'll be perfect. Okay. First one, we're going Atlanta Falcons travel to London to play the Jags. The Falcons are three point dogs, I guess, in London. What do you think? Yep. Give me the Atlanta Falcons. Mm -hmm. The CEO of FedEx was just on our show chugging a beer with his brother, who's the head coach of the Falcons. It's a Friday night. He's won there before. And a KBE is on the line. Night of the British Empire. Empire. Okay. Boom. There it is. If Artie Smith wins another game, we have basically been told that those sausage fingies of the king <laughs> will knight Artie Smith. They're getting points plus a knighthood potentially on the line. Got to go with the Falcons. And also, Doug Peterson, why don't you start calling plays? Okay? Yeah. That'd be fun. We'll see. That'd be interesting to watch that. I was actually, I was thinking about the Jags, but then obviously Richard Dick Smith, the CEO of FedEx, sure. makes an appearance on the show. I got to go Falcons here, plus three in London. Man, Artie Smith being knighted. That's going to be a fun His name fun, is fun Dick ride. Smith? Dick Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Richard. We don't know what he goes by, but yeah. I think it's Big Dick Smith. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, that. Dad's a Marine. Artie mm -hmm. Smith's a brother. They're yeah. currently boozing in London. I would assume he goes by Dick, Big Dick Smith. Yeah, I would, no, I would assume. No question. Yep. Game pad. Yep. Dolphins. Dolphins travel to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Beals. The Dolphins, man, three point dogs on the road. Is that a bit surprising? Yeah, not sure if this changed. Jordan Poyer is not playing, which obviously mm, is yeah. huge with two. I'd like to lock in Dolphins plus three. Thank you. I would. Uh, no question, Dolphins plus three right here for me, too. Jalen Phillips. Phillips is out for the Dolphins, too. Very good pass rusher. Mm, yes. He was out against New England. Uh, okay. Yes, sir. He yeah, was you got, you, that, that's the thing that um, that really we should think about is uh, Jalen Phillips. No offense, Jalen Phillips. I, I am very I'm very sad that you are not in this thing, but is anybody stopping Tua? In you know what I mean? Like, without yeah. Poyer in there, like, that's a massive blow. To the Buffalo Bills, no point. As soon as I read it, I was like, okay, this, I was leaning Dolphins. I was confused that they were getting points because they're the Dolphins right now and they just hung 70 and they're a buzzsaw. But then you hear about the Poyer thing. It's like, damn, who, if they were playing nobody on defense, Miami, okay, that's they're playing zero people. And it was just, you know, just go back and forth. Yeah. As long as they had the ball last, they're going to win, you know? So it's like they get it. The other teams can go 11 on zero. And they're just going to score. We would assume. Well, if Miami has the ball last, they're going to win because they are going to. It's like a. And I don't want to be a victim of the moment, but how the fuck do you stop them? You can't. You actually can't. And I think it's a problem if Jordan Poyer's not there for him even more so. I like the I like the Dolphins a lot, and I don't know what the books are thinking here. Honestly, I genuinely have no idea why they're looking this way. So I might be completely wrong, but I'm very confused by this tone. I don't think so though, because you look at like what they. What the, I mean, we want to talk about how explosive their passing game is. Like, they damn near rushed for 400 yards last week. Like, so it's like if you take that away, I mean, they got four guys in the backfield that can beat you too. Like, if, if you're getting points with the Dolphins right now, I don't know how you bet against them. Tone, what are they seeing? Tone, what are we missing? What am I, what are, what are we, you know what I mean? Well, I Why can, is this happening? If it's neutral field, I think it's a pick 'em. 
Um, I just they have they had the Bills rated higher as the season began, and in, I don't think the books are a big uh, if you want to crown them, crown them operation. So I think really? they are just uh, more of a isn't way. that a trend though? How their offense is playing? Wouldn't that be considered like a trend? Hey, look at these guys. Yeah, look but the Bills doing. have just been curb stomping people too the last True. couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah, the Dolphins True. are number one in point differential. The Bills are number two in point differential. Okay. Uh, also, uh, since we're talking about the Dolphins, I kind of forgot this. Did you guys see the Lions doing the motion out right before some of their plays last night? Oh, they yeah, were doing sick. the Miami motion. Yeah, copycat league. Yeah, it's right? like it's a little. That's a little wrinkle here. Yeah, exactly. Copycat league. That's a little wrinkle that Ben Johnson found, or I'm sorry, McDaniel found uh, this off season. And I would love to have been in the room whenever he was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, so if we do it, the problem is we do it too early." They are. Boom, right before every play. That's what we're going to yeah. do, every single one. And it has just worked and worked and worked. At some point, AJ, you think the defense will figure it out? You think? Is that what we yeah, something? You figure it out a little bit, but by you figure that stuff out usually by simplifying your defense and trying to play, okay, let's bump everything and play zone here. But you can't. Like it's third and medium, third and short. You have to match up. You really do. And every play that that defense practices against leading up to it, you're like, okay, let's say they got that little quick jet motion here. What do we do? So like you have to apply that to every single play and say, if this, if this happens, what is everybody's responsibility? It just puts a lot more this work. this quick. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And, and like, there'll be plenty of times that motion could happen and you could be so dialed in on defense that you don't even see it. And then you're like, oh my goodness, I can't, I didn't, I didn't even know that happened. And all of a sudden, boom, 80 yard touchdown. So I apologize to the Buffalo Bills for not respecting enough what they've done the last two weeks. I love the Buffalo Bills. I mean, we're going to donate $70,000 if Gabe Davis scores a 70-yard touchdown or longer. I mean, we love the Buffalo Bills. But right now, any team that the Dolphins would be playing and getting points for, I would just – I would find it difficult to bet against – give me the Dolphins plus three. Yep. Next one, we have Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Houston. Here we go, the JJ, TJ, everybody, Watt bowl game right here. Steelers are, what, three-point favorites uh, in Houston. Which way are you leaning, Pat? Uh, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers minus three in Houston because normally these types of games give the energy to the home team. You know, this one feels like yeah, it's yep. an it's an energy giver to TJ. You know, like this is ipso facto a celebration of like TJ who's actually on the field. So I I don't know. I I feel like the juice of a homecoming of an event like this, although very well deserved and appreciated. I think there's going to be a lot of juice on the other line, too, uh, on the other side. I, I'm excited for the game. I can't wait to watch the game. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like the Pittsburgh Steelers just because T.J. Watt can actually just take over games, and he has done that, and that's what J.J. did down there. So there's no better way to honor his brother than to do that. It's just – I think it's a long one for Houston. I, I think uh, Pittsburgh Steelers' defense is going to do some great things. Yeah, and we also saw yesterday with the Packers O-line, the Texans are on their third left tackle, their third left guard, their second center – Starting right guard and then second string right tackle. So, I'm taking some real big swings here. You know what I mean? I'm 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 really feeling absolute. This is kind of what happened to me in college, didn't it? Yeah. With the college football when I picked Rutgers over Michigan. I'm just taking some big swings as if these are a matter of fact because you don't think the Houston Texans in front of JJ D'Amico Ryan's there oh, yeah. doesn't want it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah they, they do. But unfortunately, TJ is going to make some plays, and that place is going to come alive. Not only with all the Pittsburgh fans that travel so well, but also I think the Houston fans are just happy for the Watt family. And if he does all the celebrations, we put the lights out because all this Watt conversation is so damn mm-hmm. good. Oh yeah, great. We had a guy. I assume this is somebody who's much more important than we are, obviously, to the Duke operation. <laughs> just showed up, just crawled over to a power thing, and just took 
Don't, no, you don't. Greg, I don't think Yeah, show, show him, Greg. Show him, Greg. Show him, Greg. Show him, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Are those, you go, Greg. Are those fruit of the loom? I like the cut of that guy's jib, even if he's taking lights. I do, too. He's big handsome, too. But he, like, literally, I mean, in real time, watched. <laughs> well, all right, we'll put that right back in. I appreciate the... Jeez. Hey, whenever the pressure builds, this guy knows how to react. Oh, yeah. That's right. Hey, yeah. I mean, the heat was on him, literally. Boom. There's, like, <laughs> six people here who have been working this show for the last two hours and 50 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and he just... This guy's a legend. Hey, appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate it. He's doing something very important. With that, that being said, I think I'll take the Steelers as well on this game. Steelers, uh, Texans. Are we? Have we agreed on every game? Yes. So far, yes. All right, here we go. Yeah, we're going perfect, buddy. Oh, I told you we're doing it. I don't know. L.A. Rams traveled to Indianapolis, the home of Chris Angel, who set many, many world <laughs> records dangling from the roof where Takate will be hanging from very soon. Rams are what? One and a half point dogs in Indianapolis. Here we go. What do you got, Pat? Uh, this guy matters. He's doing something for the Duke football team right now. I mean, we are we in the can way. We can we get over there, Greg? No, he's turned a corner already. I mean, it is. I think he's doing something rather important. It looks like a celebration. <laughs> I mean, what? we got to We, we are the worst. Over. We got to go right. We are the absolute. Yeah. Anyways, um, which game are we just talking about there? The Colts Rams? Colts or Rams. Colts, obviously. I mean, the Colts are a better team than anybody could imagine. Don't love uh, that they're favored against a Matthew Stafford that has been yeah. seemingly motivated. They just get a, uh, got a deal done, too. The Rams just got a deal done. Vibes are going to be very high in that locker room because they just paid who today? Higby. Ooh, Tyler Higby. Yeah, Higby. Yeah. Yeah, tight end got paid today. And I didn't know the Rams had any money to pay anybody. So yeah. them investing in Higby, probably vibes real high. Don't love what happened for them last week, but I do appreciate the fact that Anthony Richardson's back and nobody's been able to stop him, and there's not a lot of film on him. So, you know, it's uh, I like the Colts. We're going to be in the building. It should be a blast. They will cover. Man, I see this is a tough one for me to try to pick against the Colts because of what they can do, whether it's Anthony Richardson, Gardner. I love it's Anthony Richardson. Is it? Yeah, it is. I love what he does. I just said that. Right? All right, give me the Colts. Give me the Colts it's, plus five. I was trying to, I didn't, or plus one and a half. Minus. Minus it's one also, and a half. It's also minus one right now, so you guys mm -hmm. got it at one. Let's pick them. All right, we minus got one. one. All right, yeah. that's fine. I'll, I'll take the Colts. I feel comfortable there. We'll see. Oh, let's go. Yeah, I do. I like I, I'm, I'm a little, I feel... I definitely feel different about the Colts than I did a week ago at this time. I think there's legit hope and they legit have a chance. But we'll move on. Minnesota Vikings. Tied for fourth. Traveling. Tied for fourth. What's that? They're tied for fourth in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Just well, hey. Tied for fourth. Pretty good. Pretty good so far, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, I'd say. Uh, yeah, I'd say. Oh, I'd say. Yeah. Vikings I'd say. travel to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Is uh, the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton, starting for the Carolina Panthers, who played well last week? Uh, no, Bryce Young will be starting. Bryce Young is back. Okay, Vikings are four-and-a-half-point favorites in Carolina. Kirk's putting up numbers. Vikings look pretty good. What do you think, Pat? Give me the Vikings. The football gods at some point. You know, have like to. they just yeah. the, the football gods at some point have to do it. No offense, Carolina. I love Thielen. I appreciate what he said about the Minnesota Vikings, where he said, I don't, I'm not a person to hold grudges. And I'm sure there's some he holds on to. Mm -hmm. he, you know, he's a, he's a human. I, I assume there's a little bit there, but I appreciate the way he handled the entire situation. I think he loves being at the Carolina Panthers and loves being a part of what they're building over there. And I think there's a lot of belief in the future of Carolina because the defense is so good. And I think Bryce is going to be able to figure it out. But for me, the football gods are going to at some point have to bless the Minnesota Vikings for playing great football and just losing and losing and losing. So I think the Vikings go in there and get a dub and cover. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to be with you on this one as well. I think the same thing. Oh, Kirk geez, has been playing. Kirk's been playing. I mean, his numbers look good. Kirk's been doing pretty well. There's been a few key moments where I feel like I know he and uh, he and the head coach may 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 or may not butt heads. We don't really know. We're we're only speculating on that. But I got the Vikings on this one as well. 
Okay, here we go. We're, we're across the board What's here. What's next? Yeah. yeah, we are so far. Okay, Tampa Bay travels to New Orleans to take on the, the Saints. What New Orleans is three-and-a-half-point favorites. How is Derek Carr's health? What's going on? Not playing. Jim Winston. Jim, Jameis Winston will be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. And who is the favorite again? The Saints. Saints, Saints are. The Saints are three-and-a-half-point favorites with their backup QB in. Yeah. Is that mm-hmm. a big – well, Funny, yeah. Is he a backup though? You know, we're talking about. No, James you're right. He's Winston. not. I guess, yeah. but he didn't have a great <laughs> showing last week when he got thrust into the lineup. I guess this week he has a full week of practice. And is the box starter an actual starter? Oh, yes. come on. Yes. Oh, oh, Bake's been good. Baker's had a resurgence. Okay. You're a pig. You're a pig. Yeah. I don't know how loud I'm talking. There's a lot of people. <laughs> That's all right. right now. They know you're doing it's a show. Getting a little, it's getting a little uncomfortable. Uh, give me Baker in the Buccaneers. I Ooh. believe the Bucs have a, I believe they have a bye too the next week. Oh, Is that really? accurate? Big motivation. You need, need to go into a bye with a win. Just like Dan Campbell said, enjoy your time off because they won on Thursday night. Nothing better. Friday, Saturday, Sunday off sometimes. Yeah, they do yeah, have it, a week five bye. Yeah, nice. so that's that's a bad prediction for how the NFL feels their season's going to go, but I think <laughs> yeah. I think their season's going to go I think go well this weekend. Give me the Bucks. I yeah, I'm gonna take the Bucks here as well. I really am. You so, guys, I'm not. We're not trying to do this, but hey, we, we will see. So Washington goes to Philly to take on the Eagles. Washington is eight and a half point dogs on the road. Who? What do you got here? Uh, Washington being eight and a half point dogs means nothing to me. Yeah. I uh, yeah. yeah, I I really enjoy Phil. I think. Put it back up there again so we can look across. Is this the biggest of the weekend? Uh, uh, no, there's a 14 and a half Niners Cardinals. Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. That uh, feels like I don't want to make too early of a pick. Give me uh oh, yeah. that would be a tough one. That, can we go back up to that though? <laughs> so 14 and a half, three and a half, two and a half, one, five and a half is another one. There's two eight and a halves. What are we learning about the teams here? The parody of the NFL. Six and a half. I mean, eight and a half is a big number for week four. Huge. Yeah. I mean, it, if 14 is a big number for week four, give me the Eagles minus eight and a half at home against the Washington Commanders. See, I, I would love to take the Commanders, but when I start to think about eight and a half, I'm like, man, that is so much, but it's really not. Like, that could no. be six yeah. minutes into the game, it could easily be 14 nothing Eagles. And that's, and then yeah. you just keep rolling from there. Commanders also gave up, what, nine sacks last week? That Philly front that is scares pretty me. fucking yeah. good. That's what scares me the most. Yeah, give me Philly at minus eight and a half. Have to take them, I think. And Darius Slay going to get a pick, we assume. Oh, For sure. Yeah, you're right. What are we uh, thinking? Here we go. Broncos. Oh, here we go. This is this. I whew. think. We got a barn burner here. Poop Broncos bowl. traveling to Chicago to take on Zito and the Chicago Bears. Bird on. The Bears are what? Three and a half point dogs at home to the Denver Broncos who got beat 70 to 20 yep. last week. I'm not sure exactly <laughs> how that works, but Broncos at the Bears. What do you have here, Pat? Yep. Give me, give me the Broncos. Okay. <laughs> They're in a much worse uh. situation than the Bears right now when it comes to if we lose to insert name of the other team yep. here, I mean, if the Broncos lose to the Bears with everything that happened with Sean Payton and Coach Hackett uh-huh. and his hiring and everything like that with Russell Wilson, with where the Bears are in the public eye, in the optics of the whole thing, boy, it's going to get animated out there in Denver. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's going to happen with Sean Payton. Give me the Broncos losing or winning, I'm sorry, uh, in the we potentially suck uh-huh. and didn't think we were going to suck bowl of mm-hmm. Broncos Bears. Yeah, I don't think the Broncos can afford to lose this game. I think we talked about it a little earlier. You mentioned it. 
Yeah, the Broncos, Sean Payton, he won't let like a complete meltdown happen, most likely. Hopefully. So give me the Denver Broncos traveling into Chicago, getting the Still win. the same, still the same. Just want to let that be known. Still We're the still the same. same. Jeez. Yep. Okay, here we go. Ravens traveling to Cleveland, right, to take on the Cleveland Browns. The Ravens are one-and-a-half-point dogs. Who all is out for the Browns? Who all is out for the Ravens? Do we have any idea on like the injury updates? Well, we know Deshaun's questionable. Obviously, Chubb was out. Um, the Ravens are getting a two offensive linemen back, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if OBJ, uh, what his health status is, but I, I know the Ravens are getting healthier. And then the question is with Deshaun. OBJ's properly jocked, dude. Yeah. He, he posted uh, He posted on his Instagram him doing some like Pilates machines. And he's just like, he is fully, he's yoked. Properly. He's, you know, I mean, he, and it is. felt like in the movements he was making in there with his ankle, I don't know if he's saying he's back or not. I don't know what he said. Hopefully he's back soon. He's explosive, but I like that Browns defense. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I, I really, I really like that Browns defense. And until I'm shown otherwise, I'm going to bet on them. So give me the Browns at home and dog bound. Okay. I like it. This one, this can be the first one where I think I veer away from you. Give me the Ravens. I'm not sure. Ooh. So who will, who will play for Cleveland at quarterback if Deshaun cannot go? Well, because DTR, right? Yeah. DTR, because there was a, their second string quarterback was traded to the Arizona Cardinals and he's now their starter. Josh Duck. Yes. yes. There we go. Oh, okay, so I will take good. the Ravens. Not, I'm glad they got a couple of linemen back. Not sure about OBJ. Give me the Ravens uh, plus one and a half. All right, there's the first one where we differ, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes, sir. That's the first one. Okay, Cincinnati travels to Nashville, takes on the Titans. Mike Vrabel-led Titans that, what, have not had a victory yet this year. No, they have. Yeah. They, they got one. I, I apologize to them. They, Whoa. Uh, they're still <laughs> I meant to say they're hungry. They're very they hungry. They are hungry. They're always hungry. Yeah, they they're embarrassed. They're going to embarrass last it's week. It's been ugly, yeah. They, it's been uh, ugly. No. Bengals are two-and-a-half-point uh, favorites in Nashville, taking on the Titans. What do you have here? Yeah, I'm taking the Bengals. I thought Joey Burrow showed he was back. Give me the Bengals going into Nashville. And uh, I don't know. The Titans, there's been nothing really good coming out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like all I see is lowlights of Tannehill and yeah. uh, and other stuff and Derrick Henry not getting moving because the offensive line maybe can't move. So until they figure it out, which we assume Vrabel will be able to do, right? we all have faith in Vrabel's brain. And, yeah think that he can lead a group to be good and great if they have to be but like i i just not this weekend you know it's just not this weekend i don't believe and i think it's because joey b's back yeah i think i think joey had to get a lot of confidence last week the whole team looks better feels better i think they get back on track they're all right give me the Bengals here yep hey man we're on the same side there uh so we got one differing and then now raiders oh, chargers oh, i can't wait what is the injury status for this one yeah I believe Eckler is out once again. Yep. Jimmy G is, I believe, still in the concussion protocol. Mm. Uh, um, who would play in, instead of him? Potentially well, Aiden O'Connell. Or they have Hoyer. Hoyer, Hoyer was yeah. the one who came in, or Hoyer was the one who was warming up on the sideline against the Steelers when um, yeah. Jimmy Mc, got her. McDaniel's guy, too, so he knows the offense. And then obviously Mike Williams. On, yeah, he's, he's out for the season. Yeah. O'Connell's a dog, though. Yeah. You know? yeah. Maybe they, just, yeah. Maybe they were just going to go with Hoyer in the mid game. Because Hoyer just knows the stuff. I wonder if they were to give a week around Aiden O'Connell, what they yeah. feel like. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, yeah. That is an interesting situation out there. Um, you know, also interesting situation is over there at the Chargers. You know, they, they're another football gods have to give them something at some point. They get a win last week, obviously. But, like, with how good he is, Justin Herbert, I mean, they light it up. 
they lighted up. They had another passing touchdown where he was the first passer. If it was hockey, he would have got an assist for the touchdown. Keenan Allen threw like a 70 year. He would have almost had a 500 yard game last week with yeah. what they were able to do on the offensive side of the ball. This Chargers team is dynamic. Now, can they stay out of their own way? We all know what that means. Mm -hmm. We all know what that means. Yep. Don't have to say it again. Give me the Chargers, AJ Hawk. Yeah, I, I tried to talk myself into not taking the Chargers, but I have to here. I, I like the Chargers, no question. I think their offense, when you can be as explosive as they can, their defense will figure it out and get a couple stops, maybe a turnover or two. Some clarification. Um, I don't know how it's possible, but he's still in concussion protocol, but he did start practicing today. So I guess you can practice while so, still in the concussion protocol. It could be a step. Is that one of the steps, Pat, where you go and you practice non-contact practice or something? I don't know. That's an interesting – I would assume that's just probably taking an ND period. Maybe, I don't know. McDaniel yeah. said they are at the mercy of the testing, so I'll take that with you. Yeah, there's work. different stages of to test out of the concussion protocol, I guess. Like, yeah, at one point it's physical activity, like work out in the weight room or run around, and then it's put your helmet on and practice without pads and then hit each other. I don't know. Who knows? Especially the quarterback. What do they do with quarterbacks? Have them headbutt the wall a few times? Maybe. Probably. They should. I doubt it. Boys. That doesn't seem good for a concussion. What's happening? Boys, it's getting busy down here. It's getting oh, busy yeah? down here. Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on. I, I don't know what's next, but there's something. And uh, <laughs> we want to say we're games right. Left. Just let them know. Well, I don't know if they're listening or if they're staring and judging. I mean, there's just a staring lot. Staring and judging. Stuff. Why would they be doing know. that? Well, because I've been yelling in this stadium for like, I'm just You're realizing. You're doing a I'm, program. You're doing a show. <laughs> not everybody, though. If you were down there just doing that to nobody, then I would be a bit worried. I think Big Tom just found out that he's potentially on TV there for a little bit, and you know his family's telling him how proud they are of him. Then he should be. Nice. I mean, right. They obviously already are. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff going on. Zito just said in my ear, "Hey, there's going to be a massive siren that's going to go off in about two minutes." I'm like, "What is that even? For you know, <laughs> what could that even?" I'm, I'm starting to look around, trying to see if they're rolling one of these what fucking things out here or not. Testing it was system. emergency siren. It was supposed to go off at 2 p.m. They pushed it to 3 p.m. And I guess it's going to go off at 3.05. So you have two more minutes. Sweet. Okay, so the emergency siren seems to be real punctual. That's good. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Pop that list up again. <laughs> what time is this 2 o'clock meeting at? Oh, 3. No, 3.05. <laughs> oh, okay. Sounds good to me. What about uh, Boston Connor? Here we go. New England Patriots travel to Dallas, take on the Dallas Cowboys. Patriots, six-and-a-half-point dogs. I, I bet they're a bit offended by that, aren't they? Yeah. I don't know. We, I feel Full like, poor material for Bill. Yeah, well, for this sure. is the worst time to be playing the Cowboys after a Arizona Cardinals loss. Get so, back on track game for them? Yeah, six-and-a-half seems kind of right where it should be based on the first three weeks. What do you think, Pat? Uh, who do you like here? I like the I like the cowboy. I'm I don't know where the sirens coming from. You know what I mean? There's there's, Are you there's worried? people to the left. Are you worried that the sirens get I scared sat you? down. You saw me sit down. I didn't I didn't know what you know what I mean. I, I, I don't hope know. You fall out of your chair. I hope it takes you by surprise and so loud you fall. So I didn't want to do the jump thing. So that's why I sat down. You know what I mean? But what? now that you're mentioning that, there's a chance I do the whole. Yeah, I mean, ten seconds. What if it's one of those box, weapons right? they they use at times? Connor tells me about. Oh, like the the, the transmitters, energy, the energy directed. Oh, things. for the Somalian pirates that they use on boats. Is that what they do? Yep, I'm what the captain now. Is that what are you talking about? They have these things that like shoot out like these sound like, waves, very very high pitched. Oh, sounds. If the boats are trying to come. Yeah, they and climb shoot, on yours. Yeah, they shoot them at the boats that the you know tankers and stuff are equipped with. I'm gonna take the Cowboys. I'm gonna take the Cowboys. I'm gonna take the Cowboys. I love how nervous he is. I just love. I just want to sit in this and watch you <laughs> sit at this. Table. Bro, this is. You're so I, anytime worried. I feel like I don't like feeling like I'm in people's way. Like I, oh, it's I my, I absolutely hate feeling like I, I like uh, I do not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I do not enjoy. It. Whenever I golf, 
like the boys can even attest to it. Like I do not like feeling like my group or my golfing is holding up another group behind us. Like I hate the feeling of it right now. <laughs> I believe, you know, but what am I supposed to do? This is how, this is how it's supposed to go. You know, there's probably something about to pop off. This place is beautiful though. And, uh, I like the Cowboys, AJ. Right. I like the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys as well. Moving on know. the Cardinals, uh, traveling to San Fran. You do know. Jeez, 14 oh. points here. Cardinals, 14 point dogs at San Fran. Christian McCaffrey, you go to George Kittle, everywhere you look, bye. Bebo, bye. there are bye. weapons, every single bye. level of this team, offense and defense. Niners, Cardinals, 14-point favorites. Who you have here, Pat? Yeah, everybody's supposed to pick the Cardinals here because it's 14 mm -hmm. with what they yeah. just did. So I'm playing the book here. I'm taking the Niners just because you're not supposed to take them right now, I feel like. This one feels like one of those ones where they're trying to set people up. Everybody's going to respond and say, oh, the Cardinals are a good team. They play tough. They hit everybody hard. We agree. Allegedly, the Cowboys' kryptonite is hitting them hard and playing hard. That's not the Niners' kryptonite. You know what I mean? The Niners no, enjoy that physical brand of football. So I think the Niners minus 14 is the right side, although I love what Joshua Dobbs and the Cardinals are doing. Yeah, I do as well, but uh, give me the Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals Ooh. plus fourteen. Oh, I think they tough, find a way, tough. even if they, uh, even if they're getting beat by 21, 27 at some point. I think they could find a way to get it close and find a way to cover here, even though the All Niners right. are unbelievable. But next game, and wait. it's NFL football, and it's NFL football. Like you know what I mean? Like there's not a lot win. of I'm, yes, bingo. So that would be awesome for the Cards if we come in on Monday and the Cards gave the Niners again. Like, I'll be pumped about that oh, for yeah. the Cardinals. Yes, no question. Is this Chiefs-Jets game? That's Sunday night. That, Correct. that is yes. the last Sunday game. You know who's going to be there? Taylor, mm -hmm. Aaron, uh, Trap, Patrick. Where's what? she going to sit? Out? Where's Taylor going to sit? With Donna. In the box, yeah. yeah. Jason's Don, going, I'm, too. I'm saying for away games, though. Oh, Jason's going as well? I believe so. Oh, so they all got a box at MetLife. Yeah, yeah. You, in Aaron's box. Yeah. yeah, Taylor, uh, maybe. Taylor sold out MetLife how many times? Three times? I believe at so, least. yeah. Yeah, I think if you do that, like, yeah, you're guaranteed a box if you want to come to any other events at MetLife Stadium. I would assume that that's kind of how that works. Hey, you one person sold this place out three times in a weekend, okay, can do this for the rest of your life. Yeah, you can have a suite if you come to one of our football games, I would assume. I don't know if that's how it works, but I would assume that's the case. I love that she's coming back. Hey, this is good for the NFL. Oh, yeah. The buzz is going to be fantastic. And I think now that the Swifties are learning football, <laughs> I think they got a good one on Sunday night because there's going to be a show. Because we all know Patrick Mahomes, whenever the lights are the brightest, huh? Mm. When the lights are the brightest, yep. he plays his best. Travis Kelsey, when the lights are the brightest, you know, when everybody's watching the big moment when you need it, what are we doing? Fourth and two, fourth and three. Oh, we need a touchdown. We're down. We need to do this. Who's the ball going to? The biggest moment, Travis Kelsey. So Travis Kelsey's new girl that he was just riding in a damn uh, convertible coupe with mm -hmm. is going to be there. And it's on Sunday Night Football. And it's against a Jets team that has a lot of question marks around it right now. I feel like this is the Chiefs evening. And I uh, I think we're living in the Swifty era. You know, I, I think we just need to recognize that and believe in that and understand that the Swifties don't care if it's football and the NFL, the biggest league on earth. Because she's the biggest pop icon on earth. So I believe in the Swifties and I believe in the energy and I believe in the Chiefs. Whew. What is the, what's the line again? Chiefs eight, eight and a half, right? Eight and a half. I wouldn't be shocked. If, why isn't this a little bit higher? I'm, I think Whoa. Too. No idea. No disrespect to the Jets. I'm just saying for the fact that the Jets can't really, they haven't been able to score points yet until they prove to us that they can score points with Zach Wilson. I'm surprised the line's not much larger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well. You know, the Chiefs are Chiefs D's notorious. been legit too, though. Their mm -hmm. defense is playing pretty well at times. Chiefs are notorious non-coverers. Mm. Notorious. What is that? What's, what's that all about? Honestly, is there a reason for that? 
bigger spreads. It gets pretty expensive. Yeah. It's pretty expensive. Yeah. You think if they score 20, though, they probably cover. I got the Chiefs. Either way, I have the Chiefs here at minus eight and a half. I'm I'm excited for the game. I think the atmosphere will be amazing. I wonder how many times they will cut to wherever Taylor Swift is in the box. A lot. Is there a siren going on yet? No, I just hear a plane, big ass plane. Can't see it though because the fog. Remember, oh, had to yeah. circle his I, face. I, there I was, was something up there. I was slowly pushed it back for you, so it wouldn't scare the a, a town siren. Yeah, <laughs> a town. It a sounds town like they're siren. talking to the city right now. That is nice of them. Hell yeah. People are way too kind, Roger. Wow. People are way too kind, way too hospitable. Our show, our show does not deserve that. Let's wrap this thing up. That that's it, right? the last game. Yeah, that's, yeah. that, that yep. was our last game, Pat. So hey, you. What, what's the rest of your day look like? Uh so this today's awesome. I got nothing. Sweet. Hell yeah. Enjoy it. So I, I, uh, yeah. So the last couple of weeks, there's been some meetings. Like there's a Duke soccer game. I think I'm going to maybe stop by tonight. I think there's a chance I'm going to stop by, but yeah, I'm going to go watch probably a bunch of just college football stuff mm-hmm. and, uh, learn about Elko and Riley and memorable factor. This guy that I met mm-hmm. right here, you know, like that's probably what my night looks like. And, uh, I can't wait for it to be honest. Cause this seems like a story that is going to be really cool to learn about all these guys that aren't five stars that are kind of doing it down here at Duke. And then obviously we're going to talk about if Gary v has got a stream going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, this that'll be a part of the a evening. Good night. A late night, Gary V pack opening stream where he's just pounding wine, praying for it. Dude, how much wine do you think he had taken in before we started watching and then as the night ended? That dude was pounding wine. I'm proud of him. Yeah, honestly. Three, four bottles, I'd say. And then they probably got up to eight, nine, I assume. And I'm guessing some (laughs) of the boys who are hanging out behind the camera were uh, sipping on some of the fine wine Gary has in his office. We appreciate their uh, commitment. Clap it up. 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 Well, that's how Gary made his. Fortune, right? Didn't no, he take now it? there's people here clapping. Dude, I did not mean that. I did. Yes. Oh my God. It just happened. Yeah, Can clap we, it up. Clap it up. Hand to those. Yeah. Clap it up, everybody. Come on, back. Woo. Uh, I w- yeah, you guys, I was not saying that to you guys. Oh my God. It just happened. You know what <laughs> Gary did? It just happened here. It's, people in, are so it's infectious. Oh, how could you not clap it up, though, if everybody sure. else starts clapping? That's something that happens in the world. You know, like uh, the wave. You know, people do waves uh, in the oh stadium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People feel obligated to do it. If you start clapping with enough energy, like the people around you will clap, and then they'll, they might bail off, like, what are we clapping for? But they will at least start, I think. And that's a sign that there's a lot of good in humanity. We got to remember that. Ready to applaud something at a moment's notice is beautiful. And we can never, ever forget that, AJ. What, ever. A, what a great message to to send everybody off to have a great, beautiful weekend. You, obviously, will be on the set of game day tomorrow. Uh, Notre Dame at Duke, Durham, North Carolina. What's that stadium called again, Pat? Well, this is the William Wallace Wade Stadium. And the field here that Tom and the boys were painting perfectly, that's Brooksfield. Ooh, okay, uh-huh. and tomorrow night, it's got a big one with Notre Dame. I can't thank everybody here enough in the setup department, in the tech department, even the guy that unplugged this thing that's got something sweet going on immediately after we wrap up here. Greg Corey crushed it. We can't, you know, be treated any better by the humans uh, that we get to work with at this stage. And, uh, yeah, everything has been really cool this last month, you know, cause they're wrapping up our first month here, you know, we're wrapping it up yeah. on ESPN mm-hmm. and obviously there's a lot of to do about us going to ESPN and how it was going to work and potential failures and sellouts and changes and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So now we're at the point where everybody, you know, these corpos, there's people that are like, Hey, 
Uh, do you want to go through what the last month has been and just kind of check it out? And normally I would just say, nah, I don't want to see anything. But with how much shit is happening, it's like, yeah, might as well. This has been fun. We've been very lucky to do this. And it has uh, seemingly been work. Uh, I don't want to jinx it. No jinxies. Uh, but it's seemingly been working. So, like, I appreciate all the boys' hard work. AJ, I appreciate you traveling in there. I appreciate our people following along. I appreciate all these people at fucking ESPN who have uh, had jobs added to their life without them really knowing about it, I think. And then just like, hey, you got to kind of adapt and overcome. So this has been really cool. On this particular Friday, I'm incredibly grateful. And we're about to have the greatest weekend of all time gambling because we're not going to miss any of them. And let's enjoy the hell out of that, AJ. Absolutely. Well said. We'll be back on Monday with Overreaction Monday. You will obviously be back here at this desk. I'll be in the attic in Ohio. Everybody hey, ever- don't break anything. You always like... Uh, I got to clean know, all this yeah, up yeah, before yeah. I go. Don't worry. You once almost you, did. Once you pop off, I gotta, I'm got i going to clean some stuff up. I think. You should have seen the debacle yeah, you- with the baseball what? bat. He, yeah. was ba- he was battering this bat over here. I thought he was going to rip out every single cord that's plugged in. That's the problem with you, AJ. You know that. What's That's the, the problem. What's the problem with me? Did I rip cords well, out you have, accidentally? You have you have no respect for that desk. I have tons that of respect for it. I'm properly a organized. No, it's Look definitely it. it's not, not cluttery at all. It's not properly organized. We know that. It's it's not cluttery at all. I mean, how many sheets of paper again? Well, we never counted. Somebody's going to win something, though. Remember? I mean, this is like the Bible. Problem. This is like a whole. This is the show. This is from start to finish, right? Yep. What correct. the show has been. Yep. That gigantic. Yeah, every single. That's every single yeah, sheet, anybody, one sheet. Anybody scan those every, in somewhere so we have it other than just paper? Should. I mean, now, paper's at good. this stage, you you got to carry that in like fours. You know, without, paper gets heavy pretty quick. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that thing, when we moved it from one studio to the next, it was quite a scene. I got paper cuts. On you like, really brought this from the, the old one? Oh, yeah. You mean, had to. Hell yeah. Talking Same about, thing. I mean, yeah, it's the same exact one. You're right. I mean, that's like a piece of history. Put it in the Smithsonian. Amen. No, I think we should just hang on to it, you know, because every once in a while, whenever you're on the screen all by yourself or somebody else on the screen, I'll actually dive in there and see, <laughs> you know, what was, I'll, I'll do research in there, you know, so it is a, it's a big book for us. But uh, I think we would be really missing an opportunity here if we didn't have you shoot some basketballs and some footballs, what? basketball hoops that are over there in the Thunderdome. Which How much? Uh, let's go. Twenty people, five hundred dollars. All AJ has to do is make one of these basketballs into that basketball hoop that is not oh on the screen right God. now. Camera. Yeah, Jesus, he, yeah, he just broke our camera. That camera with my arm. Yeah. Well, what? What? Fucking avoid. Why'd you do that? See, see how this it's all screwed up. Yeah, he just bumped it. Get in front of the camera. Why'd you do that? Tim McAfee's gonna have to screw that in with his face two inches away from the camera. Oh, that was in. Oh, that was a good looking shot. All right. AJ's got a couple more balls left. If he makes it, 20 people win $500. All you got to do is retweet this. There's one underneath the desk as well. Good job. This is my first time really shooting this. Now, you haven't gotten any bonus balls at all, either. No. Oh, right, he's going. AJ Hawk. Oh, no. The camera's fouling me. Yeah, he just, he just actually it's broken. broke the yeah. camera It's now. actually broken. Yeah. AJ, come hey, the fuck Good news. Off. We literally just talked about this. We literally just talked about it. Good Don't news, Pat. No, no. I got a PTZ in my attic. I'll bring you guys here. It works amazing. You guys will love it. It looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's back. Oh. Uh, watch out for your foot. You're, hey. Watch out, watch out, watch out. You got a, you got a remote. Yeah, Will you fucking your... step in front of the yeah, camera? AJ, maybe AJ, step Nick, out. stop. AJ. Stop ordering me around, Nick. No, I won't. <laughs> yeah, he's all riled up. You got to come hey, over and do the footballs here. Footballs over here. Yeah. Bill? No, 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 football's, football's on, uh, yeah, uh, on this side. Football, 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 football,
All right, if AJ buries one of these footballs, we'll give <laughs> 20 people $500. Oh, give me another one. They're they're right here. They're over here. Come, come to this <laughs> side of the desk. Opportunities. Yep. AJ Hawk, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, obviously a freak show athlete. Ran a 4-4, could dunk a ball, broke a camera. Yeah. Will he be able to throw a football into the hoop for 20 people Ooh. to win? Here we go. A little deeper ball than you think. AJ Hawk for 20 people to win $500. All you got to do is Oh, these are tough. Yeah, I'd say. Oh, that's not in. It, it bonus okay. ball right here. Bonus well, ball right here in front of the stage. Unless there's a Duke on the deck. Feel. Oh, no. The Duke, hey, I don't know if AJ should be slinging that Duke around. That thing's pretty heavy. Like yeah. yeah. There's a lot of damage that could be done. But AJ uh, Hawk, it buries one. Oh. Bill. <laughs> Get this one right here. <laughs> well, don't touch the lava, though. Yeah, the lava. don't touch the lava. Good job. What's the plan here? What's the plan here? We're I don't just, know. Uh, I mean, he's not going to make it. Yeah, he's not going to make it. Yeah, I mean, I What's it, we're just shooting 20 of these. This one's going in right here. AJ Hawk. Uh, here you go, that Bill. That was one the more. worst one. AJ Bill. Hawk. What's that Bill through? Billy Brady. Quick set. Oh, man. Yeah, why don't you calibrate, calibrate that thing? Oh, I'll make that. Which hoop? Which hoop? This, Which hoop? This guy right over the here. far one? 25. 25 people, $500. Ooh, if wait. AJ Hawk can bury this Russell Wilson dorsal fin football <laughs> into the basketball hoop into Thunderdome. Oh! <laughs> Oh. I guess you got to really give it, give it a little bit. Huh? <laughs> yeah, close. You do. Yeah, close. It's been a good Friday. It's been a great Friday. Oh, yeah. What is that? Oh, he's I'll doing the bag. He's doing the bags. <laughs> oh, we don't have it in the camera. Did it go in? It went in. No. No. Nowhere close. That one might. Oh. oh. Um, you got to throw it real far, AJ. I aimed at the left side of the board. Oh, mm. yeah. He's really hucking them. That's a good one. I curved it too much. <laughs> oh, off the back wall. Jeez, what a... <laughs> The Duke. Duke, where's it going? Duke is in, is in the oh, hand. I want to no. hit that white camera right there, that PTZ. <laughs> All right, what's your deal? That'd be two PTZs. Why? We don't have a... No, this one's back. I'll, I'll drain this in the hoop real quick. Where are you shooting it? This hoop over here. Football hoop. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if A.J. Hawk, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, can bury this Duke into the hoop, we will give 25 people $500 and repost this tweet. Oh, oh. man. I gave you a full setup like it was the first time. I yeah, did. I know. I did. You can watch the tape back. I did. I gave it. I thought it was going in. I thought it was going in. That's it. Nice. Just couldn't fall. We're looking around. We're looking around. You did. I did great, Whatever. AJ. You're, you're that's really, it. It's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not. But that's life, right? I'll make it next time I'm here. I promise you that. Make multiple that is shots. Life. Multiple footballs and multiple basketballs next time. Bill, I appreciate you out there too, buddy. Yeah, buddy. How about me jumping on uh, me with Stone Cold Steve Austin there? You just knock it over. Dude, I, I just took a photo because this fucking guy is just a <laughs> bowl in a china shop over here. Yeah, that happens. That's yeah, my life. You're yanking the cord. Yeah, I will not. Uh, I talk to my mom or my wife. Yes, I break things. I br I'm clumsy at times. Oh, yeah, we know. We <laughs> know. I mean, that's why I need stuff clear, you know? <laughs> like, I'm already super sweaty now. I'm gonna, this whole desk is going to be tough for me not to mess up. I sweat over there too. I, it's pretty sweaty over there. I mean, it's a sweaty area. But you've done a great job today, AJ. Even though you tried to break a PTZ, why two of them? Why You did a great job. You did an incredible Thank job. You. I appreciate you traveling over there, boys. I will see you guys on Overreaction Monday. You are the greatest humans on earth. I think there's shit going on immediately upon me stopping talking into this microphone. So thank you Perfect. for taking 50 shots over there. You know, that was fun. Uh, maybe we can do 100 next time mm -hmm. while all this is going on behind me. And uh, I think they'll fall. You know what I mean, I think, no I think next time the, the, the balls will fall. And that's what it's all about. They will. Thank you, Pat. Kill it tomorrow. We know you will. Everybody, thank you for hey, watching. We appreciate it. We'll see you for Overreaction Monday. Bye.